It is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. Welcome to it, the number if you want. Get on the air on broadcast radio and online at the same time is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and Bonnie here in the Keene side, Keene, New Hampshire, uh, where our studio is. And then also with us from Mexico City. It's me, Mark, Mexico City. Mark is here. He's going to probably get some extra time on the air with us over the next uh, couple of weeks because today marks the beginning of Fork Fest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival will start on Monday. So ForkFest is the event that is the decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And the Porcupine Freedom Festival is the largest uh, libertarian event, I think, on the planet at this point. Now, that, that title used to belong to Anarchapolco, and I think that it has... And Freedom Fest. Yeah, I mean, I, I would call Freedom Fest more of a conservative uh leaning event than a uh libertarian event but it did well, you know, I, I would say, say it was like half and half it's a libertarian event that they've opened up for, to anybody who's interested in paying the much larger entrance fee right there's a there's a difference between a convention event mm-hmm. and a camping festival as far as costs and yeah. things like that so you know, there's a it's a very it's very different, uh, but to use the term event is is broad. So I can't think of another event that I would call libertarian. Um, you know, besides those three that you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a ton of libertarian events out there. I mean, you've got one coming up in October uh, that you're going to with the Free Cities Foundation in Prague. There's I don't know at least. A handful of libertarian camping festivals that happen in the United States uh, across a year. There's Jackalope Fest out in Arizona. There's, I think, Midwest Fest or something up in, you know, Wisconsin or Michigan or maybe it moves around. I don't know. Uh, there's, of course, the Libertarian Party that uh, has their events all over the place. They've got their own convention that they do. But that's usually, you know, I think, like a thousand people at the National uh, Libertarian Convention. So you don't if you start to look at events with over 2000 attendees yeah then I think you whittle it down to uh an archipelago at least in the past I don't know if its its current iterations are reaching those levels and uh and then of course uh, freedom fest which uh I mean I get what you're saying you, I think your argument Mark is that the events organizers are libertarian um and certainly not well, everyone I've who attends the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a libertarian that I mean that Certainly not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you have been to Freedom Fest a bunch of times. I went once in 2019 with you right before, you know, the end of the world with COVID. And uh, and it was the one with Trump. No, it felt like 50 50 to me. That was the one where uh, Glenn Beck was interviewing uh, was interviewing the gentleman uh, Pendulette on stage at the end. That was like the big big event and that was back when pendulette called himself a libertarian so at least there was that <laughs> since then he's decided he's apparently a democrat and a joe biden supporter well so. um i you know <laughs> many people have uh, gone to either side with these two crooked old perverts that we seem to um, be choosing between for president here yeah yeah it's really sad what happened with uh, with pendulette I, I mean i can understand why somebody says look Stal- joseph stalin is running on the other side, I have to vote for Hitler, right? Um, or 
you know, it's, it's Adolf freaking Hitler. Of course I'm voting for Joe Stalin. Like, I get why they do it. It's just that, you know, I mean, you look at voting a different way, mm-hmm. and it's a fair way to look at it. Your vote is mathematically insignificant. You right, might as well apply right. it in a but the difference, uh, way though, that makes you feel good. Yeah, but the difference, though, is that he went out of his way, and actually Teller along with him, to make a video uh, endorsing yep. Joe Biden and talking about... You know why he's not a libertarian anymore. So it wasn't. Well, it wasn't just that, that he that was. Other trap. There's another trap there, right? Um, there's the influencer trap that I have to. I have to consider the lives of all of my fans out there and choose the person who's right for all of them, as if you know, right? Um, and as if it's your business. But I could say, look, um, you know, my on-air presence is very important, so I've decided to endorse. Who's he? What's it for this particular office, even though I personally would, uh, you know, vote for Aaron Day or whatever. Well, are you talking about yeah. Pendulette? Because he went way further than that. He was like, Joe Biden is love. Joe Biden yeah. is going to I, unite the country with his love and embrace. Right. I don't know. I mean, you're spe- it seems like you're speculating here, Mark. I don't know sure. if you actually heard the statement that. It was uh, that he made. It was a very disappointing thing to hear after. I wasn't exaggerating. Like, that's actually right. the type of things if, he was saying. If yeah, you're going to manipulate people, you have to use over the top stuff, right? I mean, like, well, I mean, that's just sad. I, I, this <laughs> is a person who used to identify as a libertarian. Now, whether he was ever the most principled libertarian or not, I think you could call that into question. But he, at the very least, was putting that brand out there in a I'd be public... curious what he intends to do after there's four years of love in the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is an interesting question to see if he regrets his uh, his decision. I, I don't know. And it's, he's, he's the one so, libertarian uh, or former libertarian that we were never able to book for this show. <laughs> so, and it was true. We were never able to do it. And yeah. the one time I tried, to, I tried to give him a business card and he, he was acting like I was going to shoot him or something. That's weird. <laughs> he was very it nice was when I met him in Vegas, though. So we were talking about uh, the you know, different liberty events out there. Did you go to are you going to Freedom Fest this year, Mark? No, I'm not going to. I'm, not, I'm just not ready to uh, begin my real estate project in Honduras, mm-hmm. and I want to focus on that. I so see. That I, I see. Can be prepared to offer people a, you know, an interesting alternative at least for the winter. But you're going um, to the one for in the Prague, time being, right? That's my intention. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that one's later on this year. That's uh, October 14th and 15th, and that is the free relationship there. Yeah, the relationship there is a little bit different. They, um, you know, they're asking me way ahead of time and, you know, I'm uh, involved in the group and mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas uh, Freedom Fest is like, sure, come on, you know. Oh, sorry. We'll I thought you a, said. We'll give you a free booth. I thought Ian had asked you, are you going to any Freedom Fests? So I was like, yeah, No, no, Freedom Fest, the one that happens in, well, actually it used to be came. Vegas only. And now I think they're changing it up every other they're year. They're in Memphis. They're in Memphis, Memphis this, this year. year. Okay. Excellent job clarifying, though. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah, uh, that is important. So if you want to join the show, the number here is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up absolutely anything you want. In the news today, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, including a, apparently an alleged hack attack against the Western banking systems, which we can definitely talk about. Um, and of course, your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind. Uh, but we were just discussing the Freedom Festivals, and and I think that uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has taken the mantle. Like, even if you include Freedom Fest in there, which is probably a very very large event. I mean, over I think over two thousand attend Freedom Fest, and uh, I, I you know obviously they t- every event took a hit in the year twenty twenty. In some cases, they couldn't even find a venue. 
in 2020. And to Porkfest's credit, it actually continued. Porkfest was probably the only freedom event that happened in the year 2020. So, and I would say several hundred attendees, maybe even a, close to a thousand in that particular year. And then the next year, 2021, it spiked up and sold out, which was more than 2,000 tickets. The year after that, 2022, it sold out again, and they'd increased the number of tickets up to like 3,000 right? 3, or something like that. And that was the only year I've been, 2021. Right. We went up for oh, one wait, 2022, day. 2022, sorry. And it was so many people it was like a little town of libertarians yeah unfortunately we could only go for one day last year and this year we're going to go also for maybe one maybe two days uh this year because the feds are forcing me to drive up every day they're they're not saying i can't go but they're saying i can't i just can't stay the night i can't have a quote-unquote sleepover with my friends unquote according to the prosecution even in though their you're objection. supposed to be allowed to do work Correct. and it's definitely work yeah it's not a vacation at the porcupine freedom festival it is a working event we are there recording when i'm there we're there recording every single day and that's why i started the show out by saying that you know maybe mark is going to be joining us a little bit more often over the next couple of weeks because Right now, you know, we've got some hosts that are going to be attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but they're not there as like full-time broadcasters. It's not their responsibility to, you know, stop the party uh, every day so they can uh, do a a three-hour radio show. So what we're expecting to happen is we'll have some shows from Forkfest and Porkfest. We don't know how many there will be. It's possible they'll get on a roll and crank out, you know, more than one show in a row, or it may be like, you know, every three days we get a full show uh, after they do an hour a day or something like that. So I, I don't know uh, what to uh, expect out of it. So we'll find out. But that's what's going to be going on over over the next couple of weeks. And of course, almost everybody from the Liberty community in New Hampshire, I mean, everybody who's not working every single day and can't like get away from their their career is going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And apparently a lot of people are already at ForkFest, which, of course, is the decentralized alternative. And that's an event that started in 2017. So this is, I believe, year number seven of the... Or was that last year? Of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Anyway... It's, Wait, number seven? No, no, of the ForkFest. Fork Sorry, oh, fork, fork. ForkFest. Thank you, yeah. Uh, I believe it's year number seven. And well, I'm just glad that there'll be a lot of witnesses to Arya's shooting. What do you mean by that? He thinks that Maj Torre is going to shoot Arya. Well, first of all, Maj Torre threatened to assault uh, the person who was doing Drag Queen Story Hour in well, quote unquote. God. Well, then when people community. said when people said there will be a million people with guns there, he said, "What's that supposed to mean? I have a, a sub uh, second draw." Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think maybe he was referring to that he would defend himself with a gun against a gun. I don't know if he was saying he was going to shoot. The person that was doing Drag Queen Story Hour. I guess you could extrapolate shoot someone from the word assault. It technically, I suppose, would be an assault, a deadly assault uh, in that particular case. But If it was a um, – I guess what I'm uh, thinking is, is that conservatives are higher on the honor spectrum, right? And if a conservative says they're going to do something, expect it. Right? I wouldn't believe a conservative who says they're going to do anything any more than anyone else. Yeah, like – Conservatives are the ones that are like, our schools are 
pedophiling our children. And then they continue sending their kids to public school <laughs> in most right. of the country. Yeah, they're full of it. I mean, they're just puffing themselves up just like a big tough guy. I mean, I don't, I don't believe it for a moment. Fine. If somebody threatens something, I believe them. Okay. And um, if uh, I don't understand why the Porcupine Freedom Festival would, al- I mean, you know, either they had a little talking to to homage, or um, they yeah. just don't care. So what and apparently happened, crazy. according to the lengthy discussion we had with Dennis Pratt a couple weeks ago, if you want to catch that episode, it was a Saturday night show. It must be like a week and a half now at this point. But uh, he explained, and I don't think this is a acceptable uh, explanation, but you know, just to say what he said, he said that he had a lengthy conversation with Maj on the phone. And that Maj made it clear that this was only to be uh, considered uh, a threat if they were forcing children to read sexual material. Okay. So that was... Because I believe Arya did make some silly statement like that, too, initially. She did, and then she walked it back in a subsequent comment saying she was going to read Tuttle Twins books or something like that. Tuttle Tuttle Twins is excellent stuff. I have – we had the whole set, I believe, at my house. We may have sent those to friends. I can't remember whether Jack still has them or not. I think it was actually Bonnie who made that statement without walking it back. I think Bonnie said that she was going to read sexually explicit material to people's children, but, of course, with the parental consent. I said I was going to give sexual – uh, what's the word? Sexual education classes to kids, but I I don't really want to, and I never really wanted to. Mm-hmm. It was just the point, and it's not that I was lying or trolling in that case. It's just that Ian didn't get permission to go to Porkfest, so why would I like schedule an event? Mm. Well, I am glad something did come about from all of this controversy because Bonnie was what's the original. The Aria is going to have an event. So uh, originally it was just Bonnie who was trolling and very successfully trolling uh, against Maj Tour and his uh, fanatic base who, when Tour had said that he was going to assault anyone in, quote, his community uh, that did a drag queen story hour and then con- and then continued to back up his statement with further statements Bonnie made the statement that, well, you better not come to uh, New Hampshire's Porcupine Freedom Festival, where, of course, he is expected to be a, a paid speaker, uh, because we're going to be we're going to be having a ton, I believe was the term, of drag queen story hours all across Rogers Campground. Yeah, but, and he well, then quote tweeted you, I believe. Well, one thing to sp- uh, clarify, don't say that I said you better not come, because that's what Dennis Pratt tried to say mm-hmm. that I said and that it was a counter threat and i didn't <laughs> I say that. that he doesn't really listen to what bonnie says and just kind of takes some stuff that other people say and applies it to bonnie I yeah mean, i remember the court case where ian's like nope there wasn't any glass in the shoes i mean i listened to bonnie talk about glass in her shoes for 45 minutes mm-hmm. in the same room as ian oh ian oh ian does this i thought you were talking about dennis pratt yeah ian does oh, no. do it <laughs> Ian does do it too. He doesn't always listen to all the things I say. Mm. Just kidding, you. But, How long well, have okay. you guys been married? Not even a year. <laughs> Not all of them, but some. A lot of times. Anyways, um, well, Dennis Pratt was the one that did that in this in this case, and he said that I said you better not come to Porkfest, but I didn't actually say that. I said, well, then you might not want to go to Porkfest. So mm-hmm. I just want to clarify that because Dennis right. Pratt tried to use that as. Some people said that I should ban you, Bonnie, for counter threatening him. Mm-hmm. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, that uh, that particular 
statement you made about doing a drag queen story hour uh, or a ton of drag queen story hours at pork fest went viral essentially and you know blew up there was all kinds of response to it but the sad part was was that you, like you said you don't really want to do a drag queen story hour you're not going to dress in drag um and you didn't really you weren't planning the event it, it wasn't really going to be an event and i thought it really should be uh because the porcupine freedom festival this would not be the first time drag queens were on the rogers campground for the porcupine freedom festival in fact i recalled and jay freeville backed me up on this and he is an expert on these things a longtime pork fest attendee who's usually in our our chat room uh over at chat.freetalklive.com he backed me He's up doxing him no, everybody knows Jay. Um, he he backed me up on this because there was one year where they had at least one year, maybe it was more than once, but there was one year for the Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party, which already had conservatives in a tissy years ago. Uh, at the Big Day, Gay Dance Party, they brought in actual drag queens from Boston. We imported some drag queens, and uh, and they put on like a little drag show at the at the Big Gay Dance Party. Now, one could argue, well. Big Gay Dance Party was a private event. It was in a large tent and, you know, you had to be over 18 or, you know, with your parents' permission, etc. to attend the Big Gay Dance Party. However, uh, the drag queens did absolutely walk around the Porkfest campus. You know, they're hungry. They got to go and get some food, right? Like, so you got to go to the bathroom. There's there's places you got to go before you're going to go into uh, the big gay dance party and or after the big gay dance party. So it's not like they weren't seen by other people. It's not like children didn't see drag queens at, at Rogers campground. And the, the discussions we were having were, well, pre- I think the drag queens are pretty mild compared to the guy that wore the loincloth one year. And there's been a couple of, uh, topless gals just wandering around. Oh, they're straight up naked people there now. Yeah. But yeah, I, well, I mean, that's the thing, Mark. Well, I mean, do you, do you kind of see the, like, do you kind of see the the issue that conservatives uh, have here? So let me encapsulate it. Here's here's a statement. The statement is is that any place, whether that's virtual or real, that is not explicitly hostile to the left will be taken over by it. Um. No, I think that's no. ridiculous. I, it's like okay. Alex uh, Weed. He called in and he said, basically, we all believe in the non-aggression principle, but. Would you agree that we could have higher principles that that should be the base and then we can all have higher principles than that? And absolutely, I, I think that other people can have those, but I don't think that we all, we need to agree on them. Like, I don't think that Alex and I need to have the same exact identical principles. As long as we agree with the non-aggression principle, mm-hmm. I can be around him. And if he doesn't, if he's doing something I don't agree with, I can ignore it. If if he's dragging me into it, then I could be able to defend myself against him. Yeah, that's the thing where that where the conservative view that you express there, Mark, comes from is the fear that if my oh no, it's freaking normal reality. Okay, but it's fear. You have a website that isn't explicitly hostile to uh, liberal ideas. You will be taken over. That's stupid. That's that's crazy. uh, I mean, welcome to Facebook, Instagram. You know, like Twitter. Okay, well, our site's doing fine. Social.freetalklive.com. You can go there and you can find that that's not true. Explicitly hostile people. Um, yeah, but not leftists. You can hit the block button. For one thing. And, and if, for one thing, if it, I could say the same exact thing about conservatives. Like, I, anytime I tweet, 
it's gone down a lot less. But ever, whenever I made that comment to Maj Touré, it was like anytime I tweeted, I was getting like, okay, groomer, okay, groomer. And mm, like, so they stupid. also do the same thing. I, if I didn't, if I wanted to say that the same exact thing you said, I could bring up these anecdotal experiences, like the same way you're doing work and say, well, conservatives will take over. I'm telling you that oh, yeah, you said, like, meme Look at Facebook. I can... Probably get someone who says that their Facebook is overrun with conservatism. I mean, when I'm I sure. had a Facebook, a, it was a hard so. leftist. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a hard leftist. I had a guy and, just expl- blame the uh, economic downturn on Reaganomics two days ago on Facebook. So anything can happen there. That's okay. an anecdote. Also, when I, this is not when I go on Twitter, like it is absolutely overrun with conservatism. And also the chat rooms that Ian brought up about uh, the Free Talk Live ones. I almost feel like that the conservatives sometimes are like feds. Just paid to make Free Talk Live look like a conservative land. It's so conservative in there. Well, I think Mark is saying that that is the hostility he's talking about. He he's saying that keeps the the liberals out, being nasty. So yep, okay. what what's better about keeping the l- nasty liberals out than the nasty conservatives? Uh, well, yeah, 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 let's, that. let's not read anything into what I said. What I said was any space, whether that space is virtual or real that is not explicitly hostile to the left will be taken over by it. I just don't I understand didn't... why you think that, but you can't understand that I could say any space that is not explicitly hostile to conservatives will be taken over by it. Well, no, I think that any space that um, where no, I mean, you know, conservatives are hostile, right? So they can keep their own little spaces until they get banned by the uh, companies that run them because at some point or another they'll turn into She's biggest. making but the Twitter same point is, you are. Twitter is an example it of what I'm work saying. That way. Twitter was what run place? over by leftists and then when uh what's his name went in there and took their ability Made it explicitly away. Hostile. He didn't make it explicitly hostile to leftists. He they, they, can, they can still they see exist free speech there. as explicitly hostile. I don't what think he so. did was he opened up, uh, unbanned a lot of people who were banned uh-huh. and seemed to loosen the restrictions on posting. It stopped being explicitly hostile to conservatives Correct. and then got ran, ran over by them. So I'm saying well, the same thing you are. When there's a list of places that go from moderate or moderate left to hard right because the conservatives overrun it, I'd be happy to talk about that list. All I'm doing is repeating an idea that I have read on the internet that seemed to be reasonably well-backed. Okay, Christianity. All right, we got more coming up here in moments. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us, conservative versus liberal on the internet. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In 2022, Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States, including major retailers, and you get a discount for paying with Dash. Finally, a reason to spend your crypto. It's called Dash Direct. Get it on your Apple or Android app store. The stores on Dash Direct each offer their own discount level, but some are as high as 8 to 9% off. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here 
and you can bring up what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and Mark joining you tonight. And you can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. I mentioned our chat room. Uh, we have a bunch of them, actually. There's uh, an entire chat server, as a matter of fact, over at chat.freetalklive.com. It is what they call a matrix server. And that means that um, that you have actually the, the control to create your own chat room. So it's different than Discord. A lot of websites or a lot of uh, groups are using Discord out there. People in the crypto world, the video gaming world. And we used to use Discord, but we knew it was probably not going to last forever, given that it was a centrally controlled corporation. They got all kinds of ridiculous rules. And we, don't we have- were the largest libertarian chat room on the, on Discord. That's true. And, of course, the more people you have, the more trouble you attract. And, uh, and so it wasn't long before they got rid of us. And the Matrix, of course, no one can get rid of us. We just, we're running our own server. So um, as long as we want to keep doing it, we can keep doing it, which is cool. And And as anybody you want to block, you can block. You can have the experience you choose to have unless that experience is controlling the speech of others. Correct. And uh, you can even create your own room and make it a private room and invite the people that you like in there. Because if you were to create a public room, then any old troll can come in. Uh, but if you create a private room and, you know, you find somebody you like or you invite your friends on there, then no one even knows that it exists. So head over right. to I created Mark Edge's Freedom Kingdom on there and uh, and people are you know in there. They don't do much, but they used to. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you say what the name of the room is. If they don't have the link to join, they're not going to be able to get in. So check it out over at chat.freetalklive.com. You get the step-by-step instructions. I want to come back to the conservatives versus liberals in spaces on the Internet, taking over, keeping others out. Uh, I think that's an interesting conversation to have. But also, uh, and, and then we can come back around to the Freedom Festivals, which is what spawned that conversation. Because ForkFest has, well, ForkFest never has an official beginning or an ending. But a lot of people were showing up today. Some people were showing up earlier this week, apparently, for it. Uh, so we can talk about all those things and more, including the Punisher being taken uh, down as a Marvel property and other things uh, here tonight. But let's go first to Skeeter on the line in California. Go ahead, Skeeter. Hey, guys. Uh, in particular, hey, Bonnie. Hi. I just want to start up. Hey, I just want to start up by, you know, I, I want to apologize for the last time. I didn't make it. I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't want to debate you. It's just that uh, you tend to like steer uh, steer me in a different way, and I I really called in for Mar- uh, Mark's opinion. I forgot to say it was addressed to Mark because he gives me straight answers, and you and the I didn't want to get on a tangent. And okay, so, well, this uh, isn't really a, an apology, and also I, I yeah, don't you think kind of went into an insult so there. You can just go yeah. ahead and ask a question. Yeah, or if you've got say a question for Mark, you have. go ahead with it. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah, I put that in a different way. Okay, so, like, first off, I wanted uh, Mark to settle a quick debate we had yesterday with Bonnie. Uh, like, I just said quickly, you know, just something like, is, uh, Bonnie misrepresented uh, government, uh, that, you know, government does protect some rights sometimes. And I asked you sometimes. for an example of that, and you said you couldn't give one, and that was the entire <laughs> conversation. Yeah, because it, it sounds like uh, typical you know, Skeeter. I, yeah. You ask him to well, nail him down on something, and he just can't answer the question. No, no, no. It's it's something self kind of self evident, right? Like I think it Mark. was. So I want to I want to put this to Mark. Like I wanted Mark to settle it, right? 
is there an instance where like cops stop or in progress robbery or deter crime that's kind of protecting rights but right? can i just Despite- say something really fast because he's yeah, acting I mean, he's trying to recount he's something acting you like said. i said that has never happened ever and i didn't say that and, and in fact i think it was nikki that uh, pointed out uh i'm sure it's happened it, anyways, it's more incidental than anything. I mean, me and me and Nikki both said th- this kind of thing. Like, why? I'm sure we can have could. non-governmental cops, okay. and that's the main why thing would, we started why, talking why about because he can't have that either. conversation. He just wants to say something, go like, "Gotcha." So your your whole philosophy is wrong, and he can't even back up what he's saying. Like, I was like, right. "Okay, just give me an instance, and, and let's talk about it. Give me an instance of a time that." Uh, the cops helped someone. And well, let's surely talk about there it. are instances of that. I'm not that, saying there's not. But, uh, but you know, the That's fact is the market can provide protection services far better, likely, than the, the government can. I thought you were a market anarchist. Yeah, that's. but all I said was sometimes government protects rights. That's and we said, yeah, What's sure, the point of who cares? What you're saying? Yeah, you're obviously trying to get some kind of point across and you're not making any kind of point. You said I misrepresented government by saying that they have never yeah, protected someone's rights. And I said, yeah, I'm sure they have. Well, you can't give other, an example of it, but thing. I'm sure they have, but it wasn't on purpose yeah. or it was it was uh, ancillary to the reason that they left the cop office to begin with. Even if they do protect someone's rights, you have to also remember they violated that person's rights in order to, quote unquote, protect them later on. They violated their rights by threatening them if they don't pay for the government services, whether they want them or not. So everybody is constantly being violated. They're having their rights violated by uh, the state in order to get their wonderful protection services, which, of course, as we know, they have no obligation whatsoever to provide you with. They have no obligation to provide it at all. My experience in Keene, New Hampshire, is is that um, the, the police did everything but say, we have withdrawn your protection because you talk to the free staters to me like they have done they did everything but that like they were terrible they were terrible under a variety of circumstances um i had my car vandalized one time because it was out at ian's house um you know some lunatic uh, threatened my son uh, they didn't want to do anything nope we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything you guys don't believe in police wait 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 pal i didn't say anything like that you're just lumping me in with other groups. Should we hold the Keene Police Department responsible for something that every cop in the nation has done? Because that's a little unfair. Should we do it for every police officer in Keene? Like every police officer in Keene is, uh, you know, uh, Sergeant Rivera or whatever he is, the guy that, uh, Sheriff Rivera, the guy that shot somebody in the back. <laughs> Skeeter, go ahead. Yeah, so the reason why I brought that up uh, that government sometimes protects rights sometimes is because Bonnie mischaracterized government as o- only always violating rights. That's all. That's it. I well, okay. you're still wrong. Congratulations. You're still wrong because it's not a mischaracterization. They're right, always because they violating are rights. always violating people's rights, even if, on the other hand, at some point they happen to save somebody at some point from something because they they were funded by violation of rights. And, and one of the things that happened yesterday was whenever I said, "Give me an example of a time it happened," and at first he's like, "Oh, I don't have to do that." Then he was like, "Okay, I'm sure there's been a time where." a cop has stopped a theft. And I really don't believe that there's been a time. I sincerely don't believe that you could find a time that a cop stopped a, a theft in progress. It's they probably come pretty after rare. The, they come it's, after the fact. Yeah, it's later, usually later on. 
But either way, it well, wasn't that's kind of the way, that's kind of the definition of it. But I have had a situation where police, where I had a, uh, a little one of the, the storage units. Um, I lost some stuff out of there, and uh, the police, you know, caught the guy, found the stuff, and almost all of it was returned. Sure, that's after the fact. Yep, it is. That's it. That's that's all. I wasn't making any right. any case. Government's more efficient at thing, but I don't know why she she challenged me on it. And because you were wrong, and you're still wrong. Peace. Well, I'll tell you why. Because she's mad at you, and you've done a yeah. poor job of of apologizing. You what? continue to call in referencing things that have occurred in the past. Yeah, yep. when I've we've talked to him about that. Yeah, about okay. that. Like nobody, there's people listening right now who have gotten in their car in Peoria, Illinois, and they're listening to the station that they listen to Sean Hannity on, or Rush Run Limbaugh re- reruns, or you know whatever, and. They're hearing the show for the first time, and you're here ref- uh, referencing things that happened, you know, three days ago, four days ago, things like that. And I get that they're very relevant to you, but they're not relevant to the listener. So as a coaching, as coaching to anybody who calls, what we would prefer is that you talk about something in a new fashion. Mm-hmm. Like there's always – fresh. Like, all yeah. the problems are the same problems that humans have had since they developed speech, right? But – <laughs> um, referencing things that occurred in the past, just it it it's stale. Yeah. Hey, Skeeter, thanks for the call tonight. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Maybe did, he'll take you seriously, Mark, but he didn't the first time. So <laughs> if you <laughs> we'll thank see. him for his call, you'll just encourage him. Well, I got a little scolding for you, Ian, if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So um, having called into Free Talk Live a few times in the past couple of years as a caller as opposed to a person on the air, I can say that sometimes my experience as a caller has left me wishing, like, um, unhappy, right? And one of my thoughts is, is that, um, and this is just, just a thought, is that when people have an unhappy experience, the vast majority of them won't do a thing to repeat that unhappy experience so they won't call in again. Mm-hmm. And thus, we get the people who are most likely to call in after a bad experience. And I could describe those people, but it's going to sound insulting. Sure. What do you want me to do about it? Be nice. You little <laughs> grumpy bastard, you little prickly effer. I'm generally not mean to people that call in i mean unless they're hostile they're gonna get you get back what you put into this show so if you are uh if you are a kind person who just wants to have a conversation then that's what's going to happen if you want to call in and call names and insult people then you might get that back at you um, I think that, but, but what about just sort of being short like if somebody dis- disagrees with you they feel like they've been cut off you know some oh people feel like that all the time Yes, they yeah. sure do. Yeah, they do. And I don't know how to uh, pr- properly address it. The but problem is I, people think the that they're seat, going to uh, have like an unlimited speech, you know, that I they know. can just give from a podium here. They think they can have a speech without having any inter- interruptions. And Skeeter's one of these people. He's called in within the last uh, two weeks, and he just can't understand why he can't just go on and on and on without us, you know, saying something to him. And uh, well, you can like, kind of go on if you stay on one point. Yeah, but they don't do that. But I mean, if you the, the stay on that, one point. Yeah. But if you but if you do, uh, deviate from the point, like I just just deviated from staying on one point. I deviated to mm-hmm. what it's like to not be on that point. And oh, yeah. that time that Bonnie interrupted Skeeter and and Ian. You know, you I wish you'd wear a shirt. Like if you keep on bringing up extremist right. things, 
expect them to be addressed. Yeah, you're right. Like, because we have to shots isn't going to work. Yeah, we have to address the things that are being said. And if five things get said in a row because the person's just allowed to just go straight, blah, 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 and whatever it was they want to say without any kind of interruption or questioning, well, then, you know, we're never going to get to address all of the things that that person said in any decent amount of time. So we have to stop them down and say, whoa, 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 before you go on to this, let's address the first thing you brought up, which is this. Sometimes you can't even win. Like, uh, what is his name? Ricky. He called maybe like two weeks ago and he was going on and on. And for whatever reason, I don't know if he was drunk or something, but he was like super snippy this day. But Aria was the host and she was letting him go on and on about some story. I said, wait, can you tell me what, like, Asked for a clarification on something. Yep. I wasn't being rude anyway. It was just some personal life story. It wasn't even like that I was like trying to make an argument about my position mm-hmm. on. I just wanted to say, wait, what's that? Like, I, I don't right. even remember what the topic was now. That's he, important. You it's... know what he did? He went, Bonnie, what, what do you, you have? What do you personally have against me? Yeah, what, why are you cutting me personal. off? Yeah, you didn't say anything personally. And against he was him. allowed to go off for a very long time. He I was like, what? You me, just talked for like two and a half minutes. He had me the next day because Ricky's no, like Skeeter, one of these callers that loves to keep calling about things that happened in the past. And of course, now we're talking about things that happened in the past. <laughs> uh, but he asked me to review that call, and I agree with. I took Bonnie's side on it, and I don't always take Bonnie's side on on you know what she does on the air. Uh, but uh, you know, he he was absolutely rude in how he responded so some people just you know they got the wrong idea about this and you do have to ask questions to clarify that is the hallmark of a good listener if someone is talking to you and you do not understand what that person is saying you're patronizing that individual if you're just saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. yeah mm-hmm. uh and you know nodding your head and going along acting like you understand when you're just actually waiting for the first opportunity to go on and say the thing you wanted to say uh in response to them without ever really listening to a single word if you have a question for that person you should get that question out you know not necess- it doesn't have to be immediately but mm-hmm. sooner rather well, than later and i think you should that that's get it out. Uh, something that we're plagued with on free talk live and and i'll um you know 20 years ago when we started this radio program i just had this unrealistic expectation that somehow we were going to have this round table of libertarian thinkers calling in you know we toss out a subject you know maybe uh, uh squatters rights and you know any given subject and we'd have these you know th- libertarian thinkers call in chime in their two cents but in fact we get a lot of people that are really miserable uh, communicators, and mm-hmm. it's rough, you know. <laughs> like, well, we know are the Libertarian is. Roundtable. That's the thing. I know. I, I know, buddy. Yeah. So the Libertarian I Roundtable. Just, I just imagine Robert P. Murphy and uh, Jeffrey Tucker and you know Walter Block and these people. Remember, <laughs> this was twenty years ago. That's the radio funny. was a really relevant thing at the time. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, that's funny. No, I, I I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought I did have a moment where I thought we had Alex Jones call in and that's George true. W. Bush. That's true. We did have Alex Jones call in, and we didn't set it up. We did. We had Alex Jones as a as a guest that we set up once, and we were on his show, so we did kind of like a trade guest thing. You went on Alex Jones' show. Yeah, I yeah. We talked imi- we talked about immigration with Alex Jones on. Uh, he was on telling his show. us about the Quaker conspiracy, Bonnie. This is probably more than <laughs> this is probably more than a decade ago. Uh, but but Alex Jones used to call our show as a caller. Alex in Texas. 
More than once. More than yeah. yeah, on more than one occasion. It was like on a I think he called on weekends well, typically. He was right before something us and so he would listen to his show and then it'd lead right in. Yeah, it was when we five. were on the to- the pirate radio station in Austin, Texas. And he, that was airing and, us. You know, like he'd hear something that, you know, deviated slightly um from his point of view, which uh you know, it's just like everything else in America these days. If you deviate slightly, you are hell spawn. Everything you say is evil and wrong, and only the things only the talking points are allowed uh, by the way we mentioned the event that mark is going to be going to later this year that is the freedom fest you can or not i'm sorry it's not no, called freedom, freedom fest, fest. It's, yeah, it's uh the, uh, liberty in uh, your free lifetime C- free cities yeah is that the name of it liberty in your lifetime or the free cities conference i think it's liberty in our lifetime liberty in our lifetime dot org i think is the website that's where you can go if you would like to uh, get registered for 10% off using code FTL. It's October 14th and 15th. They're going to be having representatives from the Free Cities projects in U.S., Honduras, Germany, and Norway giving updates on progress and explaining why you should consider moving to or doing business in a free city, which is kind of this up-and-coming thing that if you get into, as Mark was saying the other night, it's pretty early. You're pretty pioneering if you do it. It's probably not right for everybody. Uh, but definitely, if, you, if it's something that's intrigued you, this is going to be the conference to go to to meet the, the movers and the shakers, including Mark, who will be speaking at this conference as he did last year. It's libertyinourlifetime.org. Use code FTL. And- and uh, like, there's been a caller that's called in a few times to kind of give me a little trouble about this. And I think um, I've been thinking about it. And at first, I want to say thank you. Right. Um, thank you for helping me to see things a little differently, because I don't think I've been doing the basics, which is, uh, you know, it's a real problem. I need every time I talk about something, I need to be clear. And that uh, in, in regards to building new places that are more free than old places, first, I believe in incrementalism, not um, necessarily all in one uh, fell swoop. I think you have to kind of try things to see, you know, no, not even um, the, the greatest libertarian is going to say there should be no rules. They'll say maybe there shouldn't be a course of government to do a thing, but they're not going to say there should be no rules. So um, really what I'm meaning is. Freedom isn't sufficient. Freedom itself isn't enough for a place to be wildly successful overnight. You know, societies have to grow. People have to kind of feel out any given system, see whether the risks are worth putting millions of dollars on the line and, you know, their, 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 their sacred treasure. And it takes, in many cases, years. And the only thing I've said is, is that I'm exasperated with the idea of fighting statists. And by fighting statists, I mean giving them my energy, giving them my, um, you know, my sacred time. I've, I've got 30 years left on the planet. I'm 52. If I'm lucky, I live to 82. And I'm going to give that by arguing with statists. I'm sick of that. All I want to do is stop arguing and build things. And so, you know, maybe these things will be wildly successful. Maybe they'll fail miserably. But I'm never going to lie about it. I'm only going to say what's true at any given time. So that's what my commitment is to my listeners is, is that I will assess a situation, given a question, I will answer it as clearly as possible. Fair enough. Is this because of the caller that accused you of sounding like a swindler? I know. <laughs> now that I can, I can kind of like, you know, he I'm, can't I, help I, that. I, I mean, you know, if the guy, if the guy thinks that because I cock fast, 
I sound like a swindler. <laughs> what am I going to do about that? I, I'm a broadcaster. I, this is the way I talk. I don't know what to say about that. You sound like a swindler is certainly a way to uh, <laughs> is a way to undermine what somebody says. But I, I mean, I guess what I should say is, is man, that's a hurtful statement. Nice. If that was a jab. Excellent work, mm. sir, because you found the thing that I value the, the knife. most. Yeah, yeah, it mm. really is. Mm. I am, you know, like I went from a, po- a person who would exaggerate the truth to a person who refuses to as best he can because nobody's 100 percent honest because nobody's 100 percent right. Well, I it's just in your um, defense, Mark, I don't think you said anything swindle sounding that night it was just hilarious and that's why i just kept laughing and the other thing is he didn't give any examples of why he sounded swindler swindler i don't think he was the greatest argument he was the greatest arguer but that doesn't mean that he didn't have a great call right (laughs) yeah like that's the thing is is that we to some extent my job is to sit up in that behind that cage and call out you know people who are walking by to get them to spend money to throw baseballs at me right and that guy (laughs) I mean, that's a gonna... fun, crazy job that that guy at the uh, the county fair. It's always hey, what so are you fun. doing, big ears? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom dress you tonight? <laughs> and the funny thing is about that guy and uh, Captain Kickass. If he were if he were here tonight, he could talk about that because he actually did work as a carny uh, for for some time in uh, the South, and so he knew that guy. You know, like there was that guy was at that uh, you know at that carnival. And, you know, that guy's using the same insults all day, all day long, but he's just so good at it. I mean, just so practiced and just picks on anything about anybody. Doesn't care if you're fat, doesn't care if you're skinny, doesn't care whatever. You'll find something. Yeah. You know, nice shirt, Margaret. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Are you talking to me? Yeah. I, I used to just really enjoy just standing there and just enjoying him just so heckling people. I can't people. let this go. Now that we're talking about the guy, because I know that you like him, I, lo- I like him. I remember going to the fair and the Manatee County Fairgrounds mm-hmm. in like 1985 and being shocked and appalled that the racial slurs <laughs> that this guy was using, like, and... It's not as though Manatee County in 1985 was a place without racial slurs at all. But the Mm -hmm. idea that you could sort of amplify it and, you know, not get shut down, but I'll yeah, not get shut down because and and boy, did he have a lot of young black men throwing baseballs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like he was doing his job. Wow. You know, like just some things that were were scalding. I'm like, man, (laughs) that guy is going to get his butt beat getting out of that cage but he's like what is that a mango you got there throw it at him you know (laughs) i've never experienced this but it sounds funny really yeah the world is a different place now yeah that's just trying to like when you said calling someone fat i was just thinking i don't even think you could do that now just call someone fat to try to get them to throw a baseball at you i think that they'd go directly to the manager and be like i'm not fat all food is good food, right. and all bodies are good, and I demand a million dollars. Yeah, no, you're right, Bonnie. I mean, uh, things are I definitely can't even different. Imagine. I cannot even imagine what it's like. I did that job um, uh, for the kids at Porkfest. Now, it wasn't didn't include throwing insults or anything like that, <laughs> but um, you know. It was I, all I the all the no the all the water. unfun parts of getting frozen to death in the <laughs> the freezing near to freezing water 
uh, that comes out of the ground and in the guy who owned New Hampshire. The thing, every time a kid would throw a baseball, he he'd hit the target and drunk dunk me. Oh yeah, oh, brutal. <laughs> yeah, I got out. I, miserable. I did that he's once. Like the kid work for it. I I did that once and got out. I was like, screw this. I'm not going to do yeah, this. I was yeah. Um, Sharon Osborne, who was running it at the time, she's like, I am so sorry. Wow. <laughs> but the guy, you know, wanted the kids to get their money's worth, and I, I'm I'm kind of still even torn on the situation. I just don't think that, I think I felt like it was too much like a participation. Yeah, trip. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like giving kids false uh, hope that they're good at something. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the various festivals. I say let them get a little closer to throw, like you know, by age. Yeah, sure. They can have a, different lines by age to throw the yeah, ball. Yeah, like sense. pinatas. You you right. bring it right in front of the two year old so they can hit it, and then you make it harder for the ten year old. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like, a ten year old boy with a freaking broomstick will whip a leg off of a pinata donkey. I want to come back to the controversy we were discussing before with the conservatives taking over versus liberals taking over certain spaces if there's no opposition, etc. Uh, the number here six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to join the show, then coming up, major hacker groups have announced a plan to cripple the Western financial system within 48 hours and it may have already begun it's free talk live some of you have wanted to support free talk live's mission on a monthly basis but don't want to support patreon now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform odyssey visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel you can subscribe for five dollars per month and unlike other subscription services odyssey adds their processing fee on top so it'll cost a little over five dollars per month but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Mark joining you tonight. And i uh, got to give big props out to Jay in our chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com. The man is a human archive uh, when you say something, he just finds something related to it, even whether it's on the internet today or was on the internet a decade ago. <laughs> he pulled up at least three or four pictures from the drag show that happened at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 11 years ago. Uh, just within within moments from us talking, so like an hour ago, Mark, when we were talking about this, yep. Uh, just within seconds, he just pulls up high resolution images. And I, you know, I don't think these are easily accessible online. Maybe they are somewhere, and he just has an index of it. But I think I think he's just got like a personal collection of this stuff and has it all indexed and uh, and organized. So yeah, so if you want to see the actual the evidence of what it looked like uh, when there was an actual drag show at the Porcupine Freedom Festival in the year 
2012. I see more evidence of Ian doxing. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com <laughs> there and uh, jump into the on-air now chat room and scroll back for a little bit within the last hour. You'll find them. I think I'm going to hold on to them and then next week uh, re-release them as though they're going on this year at the Porcupine <laughs> Freedom Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is so funny Maj tour where you at i'll tag him or something like that and the- have you been to the to rv when it, like give him some number that doesn't actually exist <laughs> send him on a wild goose chase anyway <laughs> a, a wild drag queen chase <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that is something we were talking about in the last hour, and I, I did want to come b- back. Well, I just wanted to uh, chime in real quick on uh, Jay Freeville. Uh, the guy has an amazing mind. Yeah, um, yeah you know, true. just really, really special individual. Um, you know, for better or for worse, <laughs> amazing mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says I should have an archive because this stuff will eventually disappear. Most of it has, so I guess he's just you know, he just knows where it all is. Um, so we were talking about this in the last hour and I wanted to come back around to it cause I don't, I don't feel like we really got into it. Somebody called in and kind of, you know, we went in a different direction, but we were talking about the freedom festivals that are happening out there. The largest ones of which the porcupine freedom festival, I think has taken the mantle of being the biggest Liberty festival. And I'm including conventions like freedom, uh, freedom fest, which is also very large. Probably- what else would you confuse? I mean, like it, it, I think it's the the largest Liberty event in the world. Yeah. It, it has now. the distinct advantage of being relatively low priced. I don't know what they're charging for the porcupine freedom festival these days. Uh, I think but- it's 75 bucks pre uh, yeah, presale. Right. And then maybe a hundred, you know, if you just show up, yeah, that there's week. just not many conventions. I mean, how's, how's a convention going to run on that kind of money? It just basically can't. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Jay says specialized in short bus, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, we were talking about the kind of the differences between the events. And of course, Fork Fest, which is a very small event by comparison uh, over the last several years, is an alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a friendly competitor. It doesn't happen at the same time. It happens usually before or after uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It started as a result of some people being disappointed by some of the policies of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which had become a little bit large and a little, in some ways, overbearing on uh, some of the vendors, for instance. And so uh, they decided, well, you know, let's, some of us said, let's just throw our own thing. We'll do it at the same campground. We'll do it uh, right next to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and have no ticket price. So it's an even more affordable event. Of course, it's also not as well attended. It's a newer event. And, uh, has, you know, no, I don't think it's ever even come close to having... A competing level of attendance but the people that have attended the event have seemed to en- enjoy it um it hasn't particularly been well attended by vendors and such but apparently that has changed as of this year according to early reports in the Forkfest chat room at chat.freetalklive.com from last night apparently bumps whom you know very well mark she was working for you out there in honduras for a time mm-hmm. uh, very talented chef uh, she, uh, I think she's got one of the seasonal rentals at Rogers, if I recall correctly. Yep. And so she's up there at her rental doing cooking out of her rental and is offering, you know, hot food for people uh, to eat already. And according to a regular attendee, Gluten Freeman, uh, who's there, he is uh, reporting that many vendors are already getting set up and or are set up. So I don't know how many of those vendors are food vendors. Uh, these are This is information we're going to get probably from Aria uh, when she finally uh, is able to report in. And by the way, the Free Talk Live booth is apparently set up, so it looks good. She's posted a photo of that online, so I presume they're going to begin recording today or tomorrow 
and we should have some Fork Fest content for you. Hopefully, Bumps cooking was one of the highlights of my mom's trip to Honduras. Oh, a few really? Weeks ago, nice. yeah, she, she commented on it. Bumps is, uh, yeah, she can really she can take not much at all and turn it into something healthy and good. Yeah, and uh, and and when there's a campground that is devoid of any kind of food at all, it's it's wonderful to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, in a kitchen cooking. So that's apparently what was the situation there last night. And so if you want to check out Fork Fest, it's going through the weekend. The Porcupine Freedom Festival starts on Monday at Rogers Campground. Get on up to New Hampshire. It's in the north part of New Hampshire. It's called Lancaster. Uh, very, very beautiful place to be. If all you can do is come up for a day, it may be worth it. It's just really cool to um, you know, meet so many different libertarians in one place. I guess I should say it's probably worth it. What would you say, Bonnie? Was it worth going up for uh, the one day that you went up last yeah, year? Yeah, it was yeah. really, really fun. Like like I said, I've lived in places that have a smaller population than Porkfest has. Mm. So it's like going to a small town and everyone you meet is, oh, yeah, we we already agree that aggression, not, you know, is bad. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. You're starting from a basis of being able to have conversations that you would not normally have in a, say, normal small town. And uh, and it is a really exciting thing to be able to experience that many liberty minded people in the same place. And people are doing various different things. We got Jay, Jay Noon's going to be up there with Man Camp uh, this year. He's talked a lot about that, which is a really cool event. Uh, there's always all kinds of different food vendors at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it sounds like a lot of them are getting set up early, which means they're there for Fork Fest as well, which for the last few years wasn't the case at all at Fork Fest. It was, uh, it was pretty sparse as far as people being willing to sell some food. There were some uh, on occasion, but sometimes you had to go into the, the into town to actually get some food for for yourself because there just wasn't that much uh, when we did Fork Fest after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But last year, people decided, all right, let's go and move it beforehand again. So it was the first three years Fork Fest was before uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and then the the most recent three years it was after. And that kind of had its own um, ups and downs, like beforehand. When we first when we first did it beforehand, there was this run up to uh, Pork Fest, which was kind of exciting. There was a lot of people, you know, coming into the park because people will show up early for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, whether they know there's an event called Fork Fest happening or not. So you kind of benefited from that. Whereas afterwards, uh, there was like an immediate drop off of attendees who were leaving the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it just became this kind of really intimate group of people that were just staying on for the full week afterwards uh and then it culminated in a very large fireworks show that the park puts on for the fourth of july uh, independence day weekend which was a really cool event brought in a lot of average uh people to the park so there was kind of like a mixing of the uh the liberty-minded people and just average people that were there for for independence day i i kind of liked that one but i also really liked the energy of leading into the porcupine freedom festival so i think this year is going to be probably the best fork fest yet is what the way it's sounding so if you get the chance to come on up this weekend or start your porcupine freedom festival early start it with fork fest go to forkfest.party you can get connected with the fork fest chat rooms and things like that there but mark what we were talking about earlier um that i wanted to come back around to you would you would discuss this idea that you have uh that unless Whoa. conservatives hmm? I, I i was ex- discussing something that has been said on the internet and seemed insightful you seem Not, to agree with it. I, I, I do agree with it because okay. it seems insightful. It's an idea you've taken on. Uh, okay. 
and you were saying that unless conservatives are hostile towards liberals, the liberals will take over an online space. Is that right? Uh, or, uh, you know, frankly, any space. But yeah. Or a real life uh, space. And you were. Yeah, I, I probably can't give you any real life examples. Bonnie had used, as I recall, the church as um, an example of where conservatives have done the opposite. Oh, I don't know about the. Ch- I don't recall her using the church. Okay. As. A, oh, as no, I did right you at did? the end. I said, well, like when I was a kid, you didn't just like assume everyone you went to church with was a Republican. And uh, now, like it, even in like 2016, it ramped up so much that my parents had God TV on all the time in, in our house. And in 2016, the people on God TV were saying stuff like, God wants you to vote for Donald Trump to save this. <laughs> They've been saying that for decades, though. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. And there's been God well, TV on but, in my house hmm. since I was born. Ian, um, I think that there's an entirely different uh, set of uh, it's an entirely different statement to say God wants you to vote for Donald Trump than God wants you to vote for George W. Bush. George W. Bush had all the outward appearance appearances of a pretty pious man who had changed his life um, mm-hmm. from his wild youth, whereas Donald Trump has none of those outward appearances. Okay, I see Plus, what you're saying. Donald you Trump is a whoremonger. He cusses, um, and the only thing he doesn't do is drink. Yeah, uh, my point was the conservative Christians have been endorsing Republicans for president forever well, and claiming they... God wants you to vote for Ronald Reagan or, you know, uh, Bob Dole would, or like, Would it be commonplace for somebody to say vote for George Bush or would it be more commonplace for someone to say, like, God's going to help us against the terrorists? Like something more abstract, not straight up. God came to me in a vision last night and told me to tell you to vote for Donald Trump like Jim Baker does. Well, the only reason that God would um, come in a vision to tell you to vote for Donald Trump is because no Christian in their right mind would. Yeah, right? My, like, my grandma there's nothing Christian about uh, Donald Trump. And, ladies and gentlemen, I certainly like him better than Joe Biden. It's just I'm not a fool. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an idiot that deludes myself about things. You know, could God want a mm-hmm. guy who is clearly not holy and a christian to do a given thing sure god uses people as a tool all the time um one would hope that that's what uh what, what you're looking for but if you're trying to endorse christians for the highest highest office in the land donald trump is not your man so this idea that uh the conservatives must be hostile like actively hostile meaning maj tour for instance threatening to assault a drag queen story hour participant or anyone participating in a drag queen story hour uh, in his quote unquote community, which he defined as the Porcupine Freedom Festival in a subsequent tweet. His community is wherever he is. That's that's <laughs> what I thought. And that's what I said he meant when he first said it. And then he clarified that, yes, indeed, that was what uh, he meant. He, he used the word Porkfest, too. He said, yes, it, it, for example, if I'm at Porkfest, Porkfest is, is my, my community. community. Yep. And, uh, and I think he said, make of that what you will or yeah. something to that effect. And uh, I make of it as a threat that is, I find a little terrifying. Yeah, no, it's right. absolutely a threat. And, and I wonder how many people aren't coming to Porkfest this year because they believe that there's going to be a shootout between the libertarians and the conservatives. That's a good point. But I also wonder how many are market down is at least one. Mm. A lot of them are. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard anyone say that, but I have heard people say that they're not coming because of me saying that there's going to be drag uh, queen story hour. Yeah. And that's the thing I wanted to point out is that. When it comes to the conservatives and why they want to stop drag queen story hour or in the case of you know some conversations that I had, 
in regards to this issue online with uh, people like there was certain individuals who normally, you know, I follow them on uh, Twitter. They talk about New Hampshire. They're free staters. They're here already. That kind of thing. And, you know, it's interested to see what people are doing and, and saying um, some of them were saying, oh, I'm not going to attend because of this drag queen story hour. And, it's, you know, of course, the first thing you have to say is, well, but your kids don't have to go. I mean, there's literally a thousand other things going on on this uh, campground in any given moment. Maybe I'm exaggerating somewhat, but there's probably at least a hundred of them. Uh, and I don't on. really care what somebody says when they say they're not going to Porkfest because of X and they have never been. Oh, no, these <laughs> are people who have been. Um, okay. So, well, if they if they have been, then I think that there's a fair discussion to have about the ongoing decades, almost a decade, more than decade old disagreement between this sort of uh, libertarians and conservatarians or uh, libertines and uh, conservatarians, right, at Porkfest. And that's an interesting, well, I mean, Sorry. you can't act like it doesn't I'm just occur. laughing at the word conservatarian because it's such a nonsense uh, word. They're conservatives is what they are. Okay. There's no such well, thing I- as a conservatarian. I think that there's conservatives that lean libertarian. Anyway, go ahead with this. Wait, wait, wait. I actually want to tell you what I was laughing at, but I wanted to make sure I was right. Oh, I thought that was what you were No, I was laughing that he called... I don't know if he's referring to me as a libertine. Are you, Mark? I'm just saying that there's uh, there's this ongoing dispute. There there was a club essentially trying to get rid of... uh, People um, called the Not By... Normal By Comparison or... Um, not that s crazy nbc yeah Yeah. nbc it was nbc um normal by comparison and they all wore the same t-shirt to the group photo at pork fest and they all camped together i just want to explain what they were trying to do i'm sorry let me just jump in i think what they were trying to do is provide a conservative space right um at at, Mm -hmm. uh, pork fest yeah and that they also found that some behavior distasteful and i think that this has been going on for a long time and Porkfest, mm-hmm. you know, it's, does it suffer from it? I think it suffers from it, but I'll bet you people complain about each other at other festivals too. Here's the thing. The definition of libertine is a person who behaves without moral principles mm. or a sense of responsibility, especially in sexual matters. But the thing about it is everybody who calls themselves a libertarian should be behaving in moral principles. Mm-hmm. And to think that just because somebody else's morals morality allows them to run a drag queen story hour, it doesn't make them a libertine. I'm not necessarily saying you're calling that libertine, Mark, but it's, I'll go it's so far as to call Aria DeMezzo a libertine. Aria has she has a morality a moral compass she follows. She's a strong she moral compass. I agree with that. But um, she's a hedonist, you know, you've just, but that's you've part of her pulled, morality. Okay, hedonist and libertine. Why don't you look up synonyms for hedonist and see what we come up with? Mm. <laughs> I like, you know, I mean, just Without, because you would say that the online dictionary that you picked doesn't have a um, definition that sort of works. I, I mean, Aria, to me, what a libertine is, is a person who seeks uh, sensual pleasure and hopes to not deal with the consequences thereof. Well, I would I would use the word hedonist. I, I'm not trying to just be like, okay. well, the definition says this technically, but I would say libertine is a insult to anyone calling themselves a libertarian, including Aria, so because it means like, that they have no moral compass and just don't care about morality. Well, there certainly are um, words that are mean the same thing as another word, but are intended to be um, different definitions. No, no, intended to be insulting. 
Oh, okay. Right? Like there's words that mean exactly this. Just, you know, you can use them interchangeably, but one is insulting and the other one isn't insulting. I personally, if I heard the two words, would call hedonist the insult, the insult, the one that leans towards insulting, and libertine the one that is less so. Well, I feel Hmm. I fall really right in between you and Arya's ideas of definitions. Like Arya is like, definitions are uh, meaningless at all. You shouldn't even bother with them. And uh, well, wait, you're kind of saying the same thing, Mark. You're saying that definitions don't, I I fall in between the two uh, extremes of that. I would would say this is, is that if you, um, I I just think you're using words. If you attempt to attempt to solve a dispute, I I, I will uh, defend you in this very quickly, um, Bonnie. Uh, If, if it wasn't for semantic arguments, Free Talk Live wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm, I'm up I'm, and on board with semantic arguments. However, um, just because tickety, 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 in the course of a conversation, the dictionary.com comes up and the definition says this, that that's not like you've, we've just allowed some 25-year-old graduate student to determine what the definition of a given word well, is. Well, I automatically knew it was insulting and I knew that the definition would pull that up. I just wanted to make sure before I said anything out loud. I mean, well, the thing is, like, I think you're just using words and saying, well, it means what I think it means. And it's basically the same well, argument Arya exactly makes, and I don't, right. like, I, mean, I don't like that. that I, that's, I, what a na- that's what a native speaker of a language does, right? Like, they don't look up every word and then um, piece them together for every sen- sentence. But um, I did look up 16 synonyms and antonyms for hedonist. Would you like to hear some of them? No, it's in there, for sure. Okay. I, uh, I checked that. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, they give you very loose like synonyms. Like, maybe you're looking for this. It doesn't mean they, these two things mean the same exact well, thing. I would say gourmand is a loose synonym for hedonist. And what does it I'd mean? But I'd say libertine is a pretty tight synonym for hedonist. Uh, I just know that if the thing about it is when somebody insults me with it on Twitter, when they say libertarianism isn't libertinism, they're but it kind of is. Libertarianism have... should defend the libertines. I See, agree. They, I, I will. I will turn from where you're you're at. You aren't a libertine. No, I'm I've, not. You know, I've stayed at your house for weeks. You know, in in total, weeks on end. I know how you live. You're not a libertine. You are a conservative young lady who lives a conservative life. <laughs> End of story. Like you're She's not running not around, running amok. You know? I think he means as in not, I don't like, I don't know. I, I don't think he I think means libertine, conservative like a right winger. Libertine is, in my opinion, involves, um, you know, sexual exploits and a great deal of drug doing. And you're not that kind of gal. So the fact that you're defending it is simply you're a libertarian defending people's right to act like libertines or hedonists, if that's what terminology you want to use. I consider the hedonist to be a more insulting term. Um, you know, though that's fine. I think that libertarians, look, as long as Arya doesn't hurt anyone, then she should be able to, and doesn't force any kids to listen to her stories, she should be able to go someplace and read Tuttle Twins to anybody who wants their kids to hear it and any kids that yeah. want to come here. And she wouldn't come, force anyone. And that's all I would say. She, she wouldn't would. force now, anyone. Be, why? Because she has a moral compass. All right. Well, come, I want to come back to it here. We got a caller on the line here. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Uh, David. Fight. David, you're on the air. Hey, uh, I, I'm going to back up Mark here a little bit. I personally, uh, I've used the word libertine to define myself plenty of times. And mm. I, I agree with the the definition that Bonnie pulled up, but it's even specifically said there at the end, like sp- 
specifically towards sexuality. Yes. So I just always, I guess, made so that more of an but... important part of the definition. And so, like Mark said, you know, more towards the, the drugs and the sex side of things. Uh, and Alcohol is a drug, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I so is caffeine. You. <laughs> Bonnie is a caffeine user every day. She is a caffeine user. But I am willing to withhold the hedonist term from Bonnie <laughs> over just caffeine. Caffeine is, if you're going to be addicted to a drug, I, uh, I will allow caffeine uh, more than I will allow others. Uh, the king has spoken. Mm-hmm. David, what else? Uh, I was just curious. You guys are talking about uh, like pork fest and pork fest and stuff, and I'm going to be at pork fest for the first time uh, next week. Hey, great! And Bring your bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I definitely, I, I speak to. I have heard quite a few people that have said that they're not coming. All right, uh, hold that thought. I want to talk about it. Stand by, David. We're going to bring you back here in a moment. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. If you are a liberty-minded person and you're not going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, why not? I mean, hey, if you can't afford it, that's a good reason. But uh, if you can afford to be there, it's a great thing to attend. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about freedom festivals and the internal controversies that sometimes blow up to be quite external to the festival, quite controversial outside of the festival, even discouraging people from attending said festival, which so what we're talking about right now with the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival. Some people are not going to attend because there could be a drag show uh, at the festival. And, Others are not going to attend because somebody might get hurt at the festival because somebody threatens somebody over the drag show or whatever. I'm really interested to know what the caller uh, says as why he's heard people aren't going. Yeah, and we're going to get to that here, but I do want to say thanks to uh, Dash and the killer app that they launched, by the way, last year called Dash Direct. Uh, this app allows you to spend Dash, which is a cryptocurrency, by the way, for those that don't know. Dash is digital cash. They are a sponsor here on Free Talk Live. And it is a cryptocurrency designed to actually be used for spending. So here's a perfect excuse to spend your crypto. You get a discount when you spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States, we're talking about major retail brands, major retailers that you know that are in your area, you can spend Dash. That is a killer app. Yeah, you can get Dash Direct on your Apple or Android app store right now, and it'll give you the list of, you know, give it access to your location. It'll show you what's in the area that you can go and spend Dash at. And uh, different stores have different discount levels, so it may range from as, as little as less than 1% in some cases to as high as over 8 or 9%. So it just all depends on the company and you know what kind of deal they want to offer. The stores are there for you. Whenever they're open, you can use Dash uh, to make those purchases. And Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies out there. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get. It's easy to use Dash. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash Decentralized Autonomous Organization for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. 
You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. I'm going to bring David back on the line. He's in well, upstate. Well, I just want to talk about these uh, synonyms for hedonist here that I looked up. Okay. Man, this is some exciting stuff. So our, uh, Bonnie didn't like that I used the term libertine and thought that hedonists sound better. And I think that that's a you know coin toss as to whether or not that's so. Um, I think I'll give anybody uh, you know whatever they want as far as that uh, that goes. But there's some really tough ones here as synonyms for hedonist. Debauchee. Debauchery? In, yeah, like yeah. A debauchery, but a person a who, person is who in, participates. Oh, in like e. Debauchee, yeah. <laughs> um, lecher. Mm, yep. uh, yeah. Mm. Profligate. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's a couple here that I'm not even familiar with. I didn't know what a sibonite sib- is or mm. a voluptuary. I've never heard that term either. Wow. I don't know what voluptuous is. I kind of like pleasure monger, but I see why that's considered a lesser synonym as opposed to a closer one here at thesaurus.com. Ah, it's a handy website. Uh, David, you're back with us here. The last one I want that didn't didn't get mentioned on the list is sodomite. Okay. Oh, God. David (laughs) is uh, back with us here in New York. He's in upstate New York. And David, you were going to comment on the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which you said you are going to attend for the very first time this coming week, but you've actually heard of people or maybe you know them personally who aren't going to go. And that's where we left off. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard, I've heard a couple of people and mostly from people that have actually attended before. I know Mark kind of put that stipulation on earlier and I, I agree with that. I think if you don't know what the culture is like at an event, you really shouldn't be commenting on it, but mostly from people that have been there before. I've heard a few people say that they're not coming because of Maj. Uh, huh. I've heard no one say that they're not coming because of Bonnie. Well, wait, wait, hold uh, on. Before but, you go on, when you say because of Maj, are you referring to the fact that Maj Tour, who is someone who purports himself to be a libertarian but obviously doesn't understand the, the principles, uh, he's going to be a paid speaker there who has threatened to quote-unquote assault anyone attending a drag queen story hour. Is it specifically because of his threat or is it because they just don't like Maj and they don't want to attend an event that would have him speak? Uh, I don't, for the most of part, they were, they're people that already didn't like him, but the threat was the final straw of mm. like, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I feel like people that already didn't like him felt like now they actually had a really strong purely libertarian reason for why he didn't belong there. Sure, I think him supporting reparations is a good enough purely libertarian reason to not like him and want him to speak there. Yeah, but just because you don't like somebody who's speaking Reparations are potentially libertarian. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Well, he thinks that the federal government, as it stands right now, should be giving reparations. Sorry, David. Yeah, it's not very libertarian. Didn't the federal uh, government exist in uh, uh, 1789 when Okay, but did I, the the taxpayer, for example, exist? Well, that's a different story. You can leave the United States anytime you want and stop paying taxes there. It's not libertarian to argue that the government owns me, Mark, and you've tried a million times, and you failed. I don't know why you continue to think that things you think but it doesn't you matter you don't I, have we... to pay the taxes right yeah tell that you to my jury have to, yeah yeah um anyway under threat well, of violence well then then at th- that point if you take that position that we shall vote for and against or we shall support or not support the as far as i'm concerned this federal government is right. an organization. i don't want to go too far off into the weeds here we got david on the line he's calling about pork fest let's let's keep it focused on this you can come back to it later mark if uh, if you really think it's important Fair enough uh, but David, you were saying that these people are upset because Maj had made a threat. Does that mean that they are upset because the event didn't ban Maj and that's why they don't want to attend? Or are they actually afraid that Maj might shoot them? Uh, are they are they liberal, like liberal leaning uh, people? Or I mean, can you flesh this out a little bit more? 
I don't know. I don't know of anyone that's actually afraid of Maj in mm. in reality. Uh, it was more just the you know I'm not going to give my money to an event that's then going to give some of that back to someone like Maj Dre. Okay. Well, really right. interesting to me because I hadn't heard anyone say that so far. Mm. Most people have been just like, "Shut up, groomer!" in response to this whole thing to me. <laughs> Well, this is the ongoing of, argument is, is the libertarians um, at these festivals is the libertarians versus the conservatives and, you know, the, the ways that they have difficulty getting along. And I think that, you know, when the pork fest, when pork fest decided to hang hard right and ban Ian, there were a lot of people who decided not to go mm-hmm. ever again. Yep. And true. some of some of which have never been back. And yep, I true. think that, it, you know, it's a it's a people hold grudges hard. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I I'm holding grudge. Yeah, I don't think he should. But I haven't uh, heard. Well, I do. haven't heard an apology. I'm happy to forgive, yeah. but I like to hear apologies before. Oh I no, do. no, David. I mean, uh, Dennis Pratt thinks that we should worship at his feet and think anything that he does is uh, acceptable because he let Ian back in. He was one of the ones that helped Ian uh, be welcomed back in. So therefore, any. Uh, you know, action he takes now that we're criticizing, we shouldn't even be criticizing him because we should be grateful. David, you were trying to get at something there before Mark uh, jumped in. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I've heard, I only heard like two or three people talk about Maj. I've heard at least four or five say they're not coming because of RFK's gun free zone. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, for listeners like, that don't know, I think we should, um, I guess, yeah. flesh that out a bit. So RFK Jr., the uh, Democrat presidential candidate, was invited to speak, along with some other uh, Republican presidential candidates, which I think is a huge error for uh, for the festival. But uh, people really zeroed in on the fact that, uh, not the fact that these people are speaking from the main stage, but the fact that they, uh, in the case of RFK, have a deal with the Porcupine Freedom Festival which will prohibit people from carrying guns into the speaking area, which is the pavilion, uh, sort of the largest stage at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that that really did cause a lot of controversy uh, surrounding the event. Yeah, I I don't know. I I personally, as a New Yorker, like this is going to be the most libertarians I've seen in the same space ever, most likely. And so I'm still excited to get out of, uh, you know, I've been bouncing back and forth between like hard blue, like big cities, and hard red, like small towns for the last five years. Mm. And like, I'm still excited to go. I think a lot of this is is kind of petty. Like, if there's something that you don't like, just don't go to it. There's like you right. said earlier, there's a like hundred other things going on. Um, so you know, if you if you don't want to put up your guns for an hour and go hear RFK speak, you don't have to. Yep, I'm with you on that. That's David. my opinion on the subject. Um, I think that. You know, trying if if they want to bring people in, you know, politicians that want people's votes, fine and dandy. Um, I do gross. feel it adds some le- legit. I hear, it. I I know your opinion. Um, if it add, if it lends some level of legit, uh, excuse me, but it doesn't need it. The event concerned. doesn't need legitimacy. The event is already the top selling, top attended libertarian festival on the planet. You do not need a politician to then come in. It, and bring anything it, to it that. like takes away legitimacy it to me because does. if you're trying to say my principles are these but i'm gonna bend to these principles over here they're completely counter it's uh, taking away your honesty and integrity and legitimacy yeah i think it's a huge error um but you know i'm not running the thing and that doesn't mean i'm going to protest no, and neither. not go to it it just means that i'm not gonna 
uh, you know, attend. We're to speak out about RFK it, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's completely fair to give your opinion, and I yeah. totally agree with people who just who say, you know what, I'm not, I, I'm not taking my gun off, and you know, you don't want to go down there, don't go down there. Right. Um, that's my opinion on the subject. David, when now, are you getting the, there? The other one where Maj does the, in, in my opinion, a un, completely unacceptable thing. Yeah, which yeah. is to a say threats, uh, threats. Yeah, a, a, a threat of physical harm where they where the pork fest then says you know what it's fine because he's really pretty special mm-hmm. and and okay maybe he's really great I, I i admittedly knew nothing about the guy beforehand i hope that that's okay <laughs> but um you know the guy i i feel that 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 we should uh, draw a line i agree uh but i'm not going to draw the line and and protest the event though and I'm, I'm of this this belief that uh i'm with bonnie on this it's like the event is bigger than the organizer of it who uh, or the organizers whoever it was that that made these errors um mistakes are going to be made and i think that the event will be fine you know however it goes uh with regards to whoever's organizing the thing unless they really turn it into a total police state like they were trying to uh less than you know a decade ago but I, I think that for the most part, the event is pretty open. There's a lot of things that are going on. You certainly don't have to go to these uh, these events. And uh, David, when are you going to be arriving at the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Uh, I think I'll be there uh, Sunday afternoon. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so you'll, you'll be there for the last night of ForkFest then? Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right. Um, I, we'll see how the driving up goes. I'm carpooling with uh, Dan Taxation and Seth Berman. Oh, cool. We'll see. He's going to be speaking there. there, right? Yes, he is. Um, I, I think Bonnie's a fact. fan of his. Oh, I just follow him on Twitter, and I think he's kind of cool. Yeah, isn't he from Massachusetts? I don't know much about him. Um, that way, he can have extra theft. He can be even more indignant. What's that, David? Uh, currently, he lives in uh, Mexico. Oh, oh, wow! I didn't realize that. I thought he was. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, David, thanks for the call tonight, man. I, I appreciate it. We'll look yeah. forward to uh, seeing you at the festival. Be sure you stop by the Free Talk Live uh, table, say hi. We got bumper stickers, uh, that kind of thing. We'll do. Thanks we're for at R- Yeah, we're at RV Site 46, by the way. Thanks for the call tonight. And I hope you have a really good time there at the Porcupine Freedom Festival because that's the thing. You will have, if you like, if you like liberty and you don't mind being around people, <laughs> you will have a great time at this event, regardless of whatever is going on down the hill at the uh, the main stage, regardless of whatever controversies might be bubbling up amongst the personalities, because inevitably with 2,000 people in a park, somebody's going to disagree with another person. Somebody there is going to have it up to here with another individual that they don't like, and whether it will come to fisticuffs or not is pretty rare at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There have been a couple of... Yeah, I can't think of too many instances like that, and they do have security. Yeah, they got security, but the security is actually the the park attendees. The people who are uh, around are the ones that are going to stop something from uh, from happening. It, it was the middle of the night when our co-host, nobody at the time, he was Rich Paul, uh, got got into a fight with uh, somebody and somebody who he'd been having tensions with for some time and. The, the people that were immediately in the vicinity stepped right in and broke it up. You know, there was no need for quote-unquote Porkfest security to be called. It just got taken care of. So, And you know, turns out a bunch of armed people are able to you know, stop people from fighting one another, surprisingly enough. And they broke up the parties and sent them on their own way. And, and you know, that was the end of that for the, for the rest of the week. Uh, so the thing I wanted to say here earlier, and I still I don't think you've even gotten quite to my point because we always get... 
uh, waylaid into various related discussions is when you actually talk to these conservatives who are upset at the fact that somebody would have a drag queen story hour, whether it actually happens or not. At the time, it probably wasn't even going to happen. Now we're going to have trans story hour at the Free Talk Live site. And that was uh, the uh, poison pill for the that the the conservatives don't really understand. You do not go to a libertarian event and and tell people, "Well, the conservatives are here, and y'all are going to behave." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Really? Like whoever did this was breathtakingly ignorant of how Porkfest works. Well, some of them just simply said they weren't going to attend at all, even if there was a chance that Drag Queen Story Hour could happen, even though I pointed out to them, hey, look, there's another five dozen events going on all at the same time. Your children do not have to be at the Drag Queen Story Hour. In fact, it's intended for people who want to attend. So you could just be somewhere else. Oh, well, my kids run around the park and I don't have to know what they're doing at any given time. So they, they could just see one. They, they might see one. Yes, it wasn't. You're, the, you're it wasn't responsible for your kids behavior. And, and you always have been. No doubt. OK, but the point so, and when we when we drilled down with them, even if they were to stay with their kids at the you know all times and monitor them at all times, they were simply worried that they would see a drag queen walking through the park, not even so much giving drag queen story hour, but just the fact that a drag queen would be visible at the Porcupine Freedom Festival was enough to scare these people. And I'm glad I'm not I'm not criticizing their decision. Please do not come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival if you cannot allow other people their freedoms. You don't belong. Conservatives, if you are not at least open-minded enough to allow other people to express their freedoms how they want to, you cannot handle the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you should go to some conservative, stuffy, boring church event, okay? so strange. I mean, when I was a kid, we had people like Dame Edna, and I can't remember what the other guy's name was that uh, would dress up as women and do comedy skits, and I mean, it's very common. All uh, hair metal people. Basically dressed as women. Sure. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> My mom used uh, to literally say, when I was a teenager, I liked the guys that were androgynous. And she didn't turn <laughs> out gay. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what this comes down to, is these people are literally, it's they're afraid of the gay. They are afraid of the gay. And Arya pointed this out recently with the, uh, the fear-mongering coming out of places like Florida and the conservatives down there cheering on uh, gay people leaving and all that. There are literally some people who are conservatives who believe that if their children simply see a person who's cross-dressing, that it will infect them and turn their children gay. And they cannot possibly— Don't look, uh, Billy! Right. Don't look! Right! I mean, that's—what else could it be? Well, I, is it you know, just? Like, oh, it's either that, or they're just so afraid of being able to have a conversation, right? Because if Billy looks and sees a drag queen over on the other side of the campground, or walking by them as they're going to the vendor to get some get some lunch, and Billy says to mom and dad, "Hey, how come that man's wearing a wig? Why is that man wearing uh, makeup or whatever it is that a kid Why would is say? Why that woman right? so tall? Yeah, what, whatever a kid would say, because you know kids say the darndest things sometimes. Is it that these conservatives just simply cannot handle having a conversation about this, dismissing it with with whatever insulting conservative uh, invective that they would say to their kids? That's not enough for them. They can't handle this discussion with their kids. 
even my extremely conservative parents that I grew up with, it, it was just different before two years ago. I'm not even joking. Like, I think that conservatives have gone way off the handle. Like, some pendulum has swung so hard or swinged. Really? Swung. Swung. There we go. Way hard in the other direction because my extremely conservative parents and mm-hmm. extremely Christian parents, when I was a kid, they didn't just think that I... Like, my mom would watch... Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's not what not to wear, but another TLC show with me where a gay guy named Jorge would dress up women and be like, see, you look better in an A-line skirt. And he would, she would be like, he's so cute and gay and stuff. <laughs> she wouldn't be like, don't don't look like to my little brother like he's going to turn gay or me. And uh, I, I remember like awkward things that would be caused me to ask awkward questions coming up, mm-hmm. but in a tasteful way, not like, it's not like my parents just talked about sex in front of me, but I remember this time that my par- my mom was reading to my dad a news article and it said that someone got raped and I was like very, very young. I don't What's know how mean? old. And I said, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And my mom was just like, you'll learn what that means later when you're mm-hmm. older, something like that. Okay. And I, I, for the rest of my life was like, I'm going to figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out what that means. Well, I have asked on the air and I'm, you know, still find it an interesting question is why would any drag queen want to do a story art? Why would a parent want to send their kid to a drag queen story? Art? Now, in the case of Aria, I know the answer. The answer is, is because some uh, authoritarian conservative said you you do this, you do X, and I'm going to punch you in the face, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, to my mind, a fair thing to do to, if you don't stand up for your freedoms, you don't have them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I am I understand that particular reason that Arya does, did it, but I still don't understand why many drag queens and why apparently parents send their kids to drag queen okay. story hour. I'll and take and a by the way, one more, one more thing. I don't even know if it's true. Like that's the thing is is that I've heard things and I've yeah but I, I I don't believe this stuff. I remember the Hillary Clinton we got her she you know she let those four guys die in Egypt and those young Americans blah 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 blah. You know, and the system doesn't give a damn. It doesn't hold people responsible. But a lot of this crap is just lies on either side. Okay, Drag queen story hours are a real thing. So, I mean, there's nothing to disbelieve about it. Well, I think that he's saying how many have like dildos there. But yeah, that and how many are just like, it was clearly sexually explicit because I've asked people claiming this on Twitter to just show me one example and they can't. No, there's no evidence of that. Um, right. Well, that's what the, that's what the difference is here. Like if you've got a guy uh, who is dressed up as a woman and doing a comedy skit or whatever, well, that's been done on TV for a very long mm-hmm. time. There's movie after movie after movie where they take mm-hmm. big male stars and they dress them up as women to Wong Fu. Turned... Thanks for everything. Sincerely, Julie Newmar, the right. best. Uh, you gotta see it. It's if way you, better if than Priscilla. Rubbing, if they're if they're shaking <laughs> their crotch in some five year old's face, that's a different story. No, that's that, that. Just there's no there's never been any evidence that that happens at a drag queen story hour. And the things um, that they'll bring up, they'll be like, "Look at this! It's a kid putting a dollar into a g string." You can easily find out that it wasn't at a drag queen story right. hour. It was just some other Where thing that it? parent maybe made it was like a, a bad bur- burlesque choice. show or yeah. something. It, I would agree that it was a bad idea to let your kid go there. Okay, but if it's just like giving that example does not refute the existence that there can pos- can't possibly be a drag queen story hour made for kids that was appropriate for kids. Let's talk about uh, what happened. I don't happened know if it in- is or not, but um, okay. Well, I, I want to answer your question questions. from earlier, Mark. So uh, well, let's talk about what actually has happened in Lancaster, New Hampshire, within the last two weeks. Within the last week, I think 
There was news that came out that a Drag Queen Story Hour had been canceled at the Lancaster Public Library. In fact, Aria, our very own Aria, has reached out now to the drag queens in question and invited them to her event at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I believe she said they're ignoring her uh, because these people probably would not want, you know, probably would not be caught dead reading a libertarian book. Uh, But what we learned and the reason why Aria learned who the drag queens were. Does it really matter if they do Giving Tree or Tuttle Twins? I mean, well, these are arch leftists who we're talking about here so what we learned from the uh they don't sound very brave to me whatever what they we go learned... into a government funded building sure sure the socialist building but they won't go to a libertarian festival and yeah, do the story the hour where the well, conservatives have said they're going to do yeah, something they've got ideological reasons whatever um they what we learned though and the reason why Arya learned who these drag queens were in the first place because the media wasn't actually talking about who they were in the reporting on the event being canceled there was this in-depth uh I'm not going to call it news article, uh, in-depth piece written by some conservative. The site, I believe, is called like John Stark News. It's just a blog from New Hampshire, a relatively new blog and very, very kind of Christian conservative sounding blog. And they they uncovered the dark secrets of the drag queen story hour. They were revealing the truth about what was going to plot behind what was going on in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And Bonnie and I spent the time, because it was a lengthy, lengthy blog. We spent the time to read through this entire thing. Somebody obviously wants to be the vigilantcitizen.com. And, and watch all of the associated video, quote-unquote, evidence of this. And we'll talk about it coming up here. We'll talk about what we saw. The, the shocking drag queen plot to corrupt the children Un- of Lancaster. Uncovered a more devious plot. Was that the word that they used? Maybe not devious. devious. It, it was bad. Devious. It was, I don't it know. was very evil sounding the way it was written. But was it really? Well, let's talk about it. Coming up here. Uh, the number. I'll see if I can find the actual article. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. And you can join the show here. You can bring up anything you want to talk about. Phones are open at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. Uh, Many, many things there, completely free, so please enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. Dean, here in the studio tonight. It's Bonnie. Well, I'm not in the studio, so am I supposed to say Mark? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. Mark okay. is virtually here with us from Mexico City. Uh, he sadly will not be attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival or Fork Fest, but thousands of liberty-minded people will be doing uh, the Pork Fest thing starting on Monday. Fork Fest is happening now at Rogers Campground, so if you can get up there, go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about that. The Porcupine Freedom Festival over at PORCFEST.com. We're talking about some of the controversies that have been surrounding this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, and one of which was the Drag Queen Story Hour that Bonnie had announced 
uh, was going to be happening, which even though it wasn't really being planned, you were just trolling people online mm-hmm. who were defending this Maj Tour character who had threatened if anyone were to have a Drag Queen Story Hour uh, where he where his community it's is, on, baby. he was going to attack them, uh, quote-unquote assault them, roll up and assault them. Uh, if that happens in his so-called community, which would be Porkfest while he's attending as he's an expected speaker. And that resulted in some uh, controversy. And, and and now there actually is going to be not a drag queen story hour, but a tranny uh, story hour, I think, as uh, uh, Aria, our co-host, has put it. Because she is trans. And she, by the way, refers to herself as um I think a, tra- a tranny. transsexual or a tranny. And, uh, so- She's used terms like she-male and stuff like that and gotten herself kicked off of uh, many <laughs> social media sites <laughs> right. for using terminology that uh, many find insulting to describe oneself. Twitter is actually... I think is interesting. Twitter won't... Get, I know that Twitter won't get... You won't get in trouble for using the N-word to describe yourself mm-hmm. if you're black on Twitter. Or at least at, at one point you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you would, but you do get in trouble for using tranny to describe yourself on Twitter now. Yes, I even right. said, Arya, I think that the reason this got flagged is because you said tranny and mine got flagged. Yep, yep, that's right. So uh, <clears throat> the word got out, you know, Arya's going to be doing this thing. What if you put a four instead of an A in tranny? They, I don't know if that'll catch you. They might, they might have filters for that too. But uh, so Arya announced that she was going to be doing this event. Uh, it's going to be June twenty second. So I believe that is Thursday of next week. Yep, Thursday of next week, uh, three p.m. at the Free Talk Live site, which is RV forty six. Uh, even though she doesn't really care to speak to children, she is going to be having a uh, story hour. And uh, that is going to be well. She actually has called it two different things. She's called it a trans story hour, and now she's calling it her own drag queen story hour. Even though she would not describe herself as a drag queen, she's not interested in uh, you know that lifestyle or whatever. Um, but uh, apparently, that's how she's now promoting it, uh, just because that's what people know it as. But this John Stark News, quote unquote, which is basically an opinion blog from what appears to be New Hampshire. Then responded to her with a link to their story from johnstarknews.substack.com and the title, How a Drag Queen Story Hour for Children that was canceled in Lancaster, New Hampshire, revealed the details behind a much more sinister plot. Plot. And there's a image that was included with this particular story that is the featured image of the story that comes up as the little preview image. And when I saw this image, I immediately thought, okay, the conservatives made this. Because there is just no way that the people who are actually promoting the Drag Queen Story Hour in Lancaster, which was canceled, actually used this particular image. And let me, to, uh, let me describe this as best I can, considering the fact that we are on broadcast radio. Uh, it says, welcome and by the way, the design is absolutely terrible. Likely, uh, liberal would have a decent graphic designer. Even though they say liberals can't meme, uh, <laughs> the conservatives can't do graphic design like the uh, the you know the leftists can. Welcome, emoji nightmare and Katniss Everqueer to the Lancaster Public Library to read to our children and read to is our. That, ch- hold on, before we go on, is that really the name of these people? Yes, those are their okay. stage names. Uh, so to the Lancaster Public Library to read to our children. Children is underscored and read to our children is in bold, and there's an exclamation. So that alone, that sort of exclamatory, right, the way that it's, yeah, yeah, the way that it's uh, set up is clearly not uh, yeah. a leftist. I mean, leftists wouldn't say that. No, 
So clearly that's it's already conservative, but the imagery they include here include uh, there's one with two drag queens. Now, maybe it's the actual queens in question or one of the queens in question um, mimicking a sex act in a bed with one another and the rest are less explicit. But there's that image. And then they say a big thanks for organizing to White Mountains Pride and to WMP's local sponsors. And then they put the images of the companies like uh, Exile Burrito in Berlin and the United Way and uh, a local bank, uh, people that are sponsoring this. And then in small print, it says, be sure to visit EmojiNightmare.com for great blank dumpster merchandise. And I'm not saying the word that comes before the word dumpster, but it's in the flyer, okay? So I'm not saying it because we're on broadcast radio and it probably would not be uh, acceptable to say that. But that was the second, uh, you know, if the, if the first factors weren't enough to, to prove to you that this wasn't a real flyer that they had scanned in, the, the fact that they're advertising blank dumpster merchandise on this flyer is obviously this was not a flyer that was promoting uh, an event for children, right? And uh, and so just to confirm my suspicions, I did a Google image search on this particular image, and guess what? It was only posted two times, according to Google, and it was posted both on Facebook, both by conservative people who were all up in arms about this particular event happening. I think it was made by the John Stark guy. I suspect it was made by the John Stark guy. If not, he found it from one of his conservative uh, website buddies, and he put it on his... uh, I think he made it... I think everybody's been caught by... I'm sorry. Oh, but, um, I just think that I think he was, the other person was reposting it, like already enraged about it yes. as a conservative without having figured out where it came from, like Ian did. Yeah, I think the well, people who were posting it probably thought that it was made by the original posters. Right. But Right, and I've been fooled by fake news before, but it mm-hmm. just kind of goes to show the... Uh, credulity or lack thereof um, of these of you know people and like really I mean it, would they would they say this our children I mean that sounds a little much they're, they're looking to cause outrage about an event that is relatively tame it is not a sexual event but they're trying to act as though it is and I'm not going to read this whole story because as I said it's very lengthy but they did a lot of research into Katniss Everqueer and Emoji Nightmare, the performers, one of whom is a, a drag queen, Emoji Nightmare, real name Justin Marsh, and Katniss Everqueer appears to be an actual biological female who is described as a burlesque dancer. So, so can you help me out with why Katniss Everqueer and Emoji Dumpster Diver um, have emoji decided nightmare. to do this? And if, in fact, they are sponsored by the United Way... And local banks. Yes, the local sponsors are actually sponsors of this event. This is a you know community event uh, put on by White Mountains Pride, which, as you probably know, Mark, different areas have different pride festivals and, and things like that. This is one of those things. I'm pretty sure the Keen Pride, we were actually just looking up Keen Pride earlier today because they're advertising around town for uh, different summer events. And so it's probably an, an you know an ongoing series of pride related events, and this is this is one of many things that White Mountains Pride is likely up to. Um, but before we get into speculating as to why this happens, I want to just call out a couple of other things here uh, in this in this coverage. They have the press release about why they're canceling um, because they you know I think essentially they were feeling threatened or whatever from these ridiculous people. Oh, that- they canceled it themselves. I don't know. White why Mountains I, Pride canceled. I forgot that uh, part. 
I, yeah. I thought that the library canceled it because they were getting too many complaints or something. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, Bonnie. The library canceled. The library okay. trustees That's canceled it and gave the organization no options to move forward with the event. So uh, it's because of the negativity, right, surrounding it. And so they get into the person. The Free Talk Live did. <laughs> they get into the individual who is apparently one of the co was he the co-owner of White Mountains or I guess you know CEO or whatever the White Mountains Pride ultimately his name is Is he going to be a was he going to be a drag performer? No. In the event. See, no. that's the thing. Christopher Bellis. This guy keeps dragging in all these people who are like related in a way and showing things from their past or even present that have nothing to do with this and saying that it's evidence of some sinister plot going on. So here's part of the evidence. Christopher Bellis, he's one of the co-founders of White Mountains Pride, is the owner of Cranmore Inn, located in North Conway, New Hampshire, and owns the business with his homosexual partner. Yes. And their two young teenage adopted children. So he, he owns, an, I, you know, like a bed and breakfast inn. Uh, and, has, and has adopted two kids who <laughs> uh, might otherwise have good families. Right. Um, I, I can see why conservatives are currently reveling in their Bud Light success, right? Yep. Um, they've managed to, uh, you know, just grab Bud Light by the throat and shake them and uh, give Target a good kick in the knee, and uh, they're saying, you know what? We can do this. We're going to turn America back to whatever's really great about America <laughs> when whatever it is they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is point out this person's behavior and that person's behavior. On one hand, I still am left with just the oddest feeling about anybody who thinks that uh, drag queen story hour is a good idea. This is bad outreach in my opinion, but um, nonetheless, well, you don't. Okay. So I'll, I'll get into why par parents are interested in, in doing this here in a moment. Cause they do address the actually do to this article's credit. They do address the content of drag queen story hours. Cause forever we've heard about, Oh, it's sexual. No, that's not what it is. Well, that, This article has a great it. deal of that too. Well, yes, but they don't say that about Drag Queen Story Hour specifically. All they do is they indict the participants in the uh, the Drag Queen Story Hour. And so one of the things that they bring up here is Katniss Everqueer, who is this, uh, not even a drag queen, she's just a burlesque uh, performer. They bring up, you know, what her history is, who she's worked with, and that she was in a music video called Belly Bounce. It features uh, this woman, apparently. And uh, we watched this video. Like and from the beginning to the end. It was hard to watch this video. There's it no doubt difficult. about it. But the reason why it was hard to watch is because this video is about fat pride. And it is about fat people dancing. And that's kind of a hard thing to watch. It's like... Wah. I really thought one of them was Melanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah There true. was one that I really thought was Melanie, the old host yeah. from the show. So it's a three plus minute long, you know, standard music video length of a bunch of people just shaking it. And the, the comment in this article is above is the music video for Belly Bounce by Miss Eves that features adults dancing sexually alongside children. And never happened. No, no, it doesn't. Now, I don't know what a conservative considers to be sexual dancing. 
probably any dancing or something nowadays. But yes, I believe they must believe. <laughs> there are Baptists out there. Right. I think they actually believe that any dancing is inherently sexual. Because the ones that the frames that did show a kid at all, and there were very few children at all. Yeah. In this so video. just to explain, every uh, person that's dancing in this video, it's showing just a clip of them in their own home, kind of like COVID style. It, it was been clearly done filmed during, during COVID. COVID or something. Yeah. It's it's clips they sent in of them dancing in their own home. Clearly, like they're yeah. something like their own home, if it, if not their own home. Right. And um, the ones that did have kids were like the mom. Holding the kid's hand and jumping up and down. And that's like that's it. it. Not twerking. Nope. Not anything else. You could grinding on the kid. Right. Not nothing pressing like their that. boobs against the camera or something. There was like nothing that you could consider sexual at all. It barely even qualified as dancing. Yeah. I mean, they were it, moving it was their literally body. just jumping up and down to right. show that your belly bounces. Yeah. And so just, just, I mean, that is just the extent of this article. It's so alarmist. And it accepts, it just expects the reader to take it at its word. How many of the readers actually well, they watch do, this though. video? Yeah, they, they, this, they do. This isn't, this isn't a conservative thing. This is an internet thing. Sure. Yeah. Somebody put up a link and told me a thing happened right. in there. Must be true. And sometimes I'll take the time to look through links. I really do hate the whole social media, here's some required reading, and then you and you can have a conversation with me thing. But at the same time, I also hate the, um, I have an idea that something occurred, here's a link, and then I'll tell you about um, what it is that I think the link contains. Uh, you know, like, it's this isn't, a, this is even close to a footnote. I'm not even sure this is uh, any kind of a credit at all. Yeah. So then they do actually post a link to video of the woman uh, giving a, a burlesque show, and she is behaving in, you know, a sexual manner. She's doing some, you know, some stripping, and uh, people are nuzzling her breasts and, and things. There's like that. There's a lot of, um, as, as disgusting as that sounds, with that fat lady. Um, it there seems to be there's a lot of comedians who will do family friendly shows mm -hmm. and then do not family friendly. Absolutely. And that's exactly Bob what this Saget. is. There's no video. I mean, there is uh, lots of angles of the crowd in this video and there's no kids there that you can see and right. just saying that because someone does non-family friendly shows means that they are incapable of doing a family friendly <laughs> one is so stupid yeah and i, I mean bob saget's going to be a perfect example of this right he he's was dead. the guy he's dead now but he was the guy who was the dad on full house i mean anybody who was around in the 90s and the 80s knows this guy was right, like he's a dad He's the, by that standard. You know, he's like Bill Cosby. Well, that's probably a bad example, too. Uh, <laughs> he is. Uh, but, I mean, Bill Cosby's content is as family, it's friendly, family friendly as it gets. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, like people can't but use Saget's can't, wasn't. They can't use their brains. But that's the that's the point, though. Saget's wasn't. He had a division. He had the family friendly stuff. He was on America's Funniest Home Videos. He was the the dad on Full House. But then he was also a very ribald, like offensive a uh, crass comedian. I, and I, I when I finally saw him in uh what was the movie um there was a movie with Dave Chappelle in it about getting high in the late 1990s and I'm sorry I'm not remembering uh the name of it neither well, are you there was guys. another movie he was in called I think the the Respectables or something where oh. it was just comedians telling yeah, with the Penn world's most disgusting joke yep. and it was I mean yeah. you know it's he really did a gross. really good job of telling the world's most disgusting joke. joke it's not even funny it's gross yeah and when I found out that when I found out he was actually like an x-rated comic I was shocked 
because it wasn't his personality. Right? It wasn't the one he was generally showing uh, on normal broadcast television. But it just goes to show you can have a dividing line. The average kids watching uh, The Full House I watched it all the time would have had no idea. Yeah. Would have had no idea. Um, so anyway, that's the, the sort of the gist of this particular story. They do get into the actual content later on about what books are being read at these drag queen story hours. And they do have a full-on video showing Emoji Nightmare at a drag queen story hour. So we're not speculating here, right? We, we have evidence in this case. And shock and surprise, the books they're reading are indeed books about being a different person right so here's uh the title of one of them when aiden became a brother by kyle lukoff okay so this is clearly a you know trans friendly kids book right this is the kind of thing you would expect that might be read at a drag queen story hour okay so that's the scandal here folks uh, and I, and hold still, on. The, hold on. Um, I just want to make be clear as to what I'm hearing as far as a book. This is not a book about becoming trans. This is a book about how people have different roles within their lives. No, it is a book no, about a book becoming about trans. Changing like, who it you means are. Aiden used to be a girl and now yeah. became a brother instead of a sister. Yep. Okay. So. This is why people go to these drag queen story hours. Aiden Mark. can be very easily a, a boy's name. So Aiden, there's, I think there's they're Aiden's using the boy's name. I, sorry, I think they're using the boy's name. They're just not saying mm. when Sherry became an Aiden, they're using it. the boy's name. And I, that did confuse me too when I first heard it. Okay, so, okay. but this leads to the reasoning why people bring their kids to these events. It's because not all families have the same set of values. And I know that conservatives really want to force their values down everybody's throat, but some families are more open-minded about these sorts of things, and they want their kids to have that same open-mindedness that they had. And so their thought is, well, let's take them to meet a drag queen. Let's take them to meet people who are different from them. Let's take them to this event where they can learn about these people who are different from them and learn about tolerating uh, and accepting these people who are different from them. And it that took, is the reason. It took me two seconds to find an example of a Berenstain Bears book that does almost the same thing from really? 1962. I just wow. typed in Berenstain Bears book titles, and I got He Bear, She Bear. It says the infamous Berenstain Bears book talk about talks about the controversial issue of gender roles. Huh. Oh, 1974. Well, I, I don't know that that's trans. I mean, yeah, it's gender roles, right? No, no, I'm, I'm like, not... I'm not saying that it is about being trans. I'm saying that it's you want to explain something to your kids and they're going to see it. And that doesn't mean that it says the book explains that a man, male or female can be whatever they want to be and are not restricted to a particular job just because of their gender. Mm. There's an example of something you that would have been controversial at the time. And it says it yeah. was controversial really. at the time. Well, it says that. It, says uh, well, it, it might, it might have been controversial at the time. It doesn't seem controversial to me. To the idea that you say, um, you know, mama, there's, there's no reason that mama bear has to cook your food for you every time. Papa bear could do it too. Or you could get your little bear butt up and do it yourself. Well, you are, uh, you weren't even a glimmer in uh, your mother's eye when this book came no, out. No, he was. I said the 1974. Egg 1974. Oh, I thought you said it was in the 60s. At first, I was 60s because the first one was written in 62, apparently, Uh, but I don't know why I mix it up. But anyways, uh, my point I'm trying to make (laughs) is... The egg existed? (laughs) (laughs) It did. I've never heard that comeback. That's a good one. Your eggs existed... You you existed even in your grandma because you're... Really? All of your... your Hold on. This this sounds sounds like a bold statement. Go on. (laughs) All of your mom's... um, 
DNA existed in the egg that was in your mom. So okay, well, including her eggs. I that I know that sounds crazy. I I learned that one day and I was like, that doesn't well, even make sense. Wait, all of the her egg DNA? itself didn't exist. Couldn't be all of her DNA, right? Must maybe, maybe I'm explaining it wrong. DNA. Yeah, I'm must have be to look picking at up it. some from the father. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got uh, let's see, Perry's on the line in California. Go ahead, Perry. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, I've lived, I've leaned libertarian for over forty years, okay. and I am, I am a Christian constitutional conservative, and I know uh, uh, quite a few constitutional conservatives that are not against gay people at all. Okay. Uh, we believe in live and let live. Great. And and this, see, 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 the the thing is, what they, they've managed to do over the years. It's like the Democrats say, oh, we're the ones that are friendly with the gay people, so you got to vote for us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's right. And and, 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 and actually, uh, there's a lot of really smart gay people and trans people that are conservatives. They're extremely Mm -hmm. smart. They they see through all this uh, nonsense. Sure. And they, 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 they don't want big government and big spending and all this craziness. That's yeah, there are those America. people. Perry, of course, one of the and problems. Thank God for him. Thank God for him. Perry, too. I want you to thank hang God on. I want to give you a chance to, to express your full uh, thoughts here. So stand by. We're going to bring you I back think... here in just a moment. Um, but uh, the number, by the way, is 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. And I'm glad Perry is, uh, is on the line with us. But the conservatives have, have screwed it up just like they screwed up with the immigrants. You know, they could have had a lot of people on their side and there's just so many conservatives who hate 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 push away push away push away that seems to be what conservatives are towards these people i'm glad there's people like perry out there we'll talk to more uh, of him in a moment It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Uh, if you want to jump on, you can actually only get in right now through our SIP line at sip.freetalklive.com. All the phone lines are completely full for the first time in the whole show. Uh, you can go to sip.freetalklive.com, sip.freetalklive.com. Super important person. It's not what it really stands for, hmm. but uh, it's a pretty cool idea. Anyway, it uh, makes it so you can call us from anywhere in the world for no cost whatsoever. Unless you're paying like for every megabyte of data that you use. So sip.freetalklive.com as we go uh, to your calls and thoughts. We have Perry on the line. Perry, you were saying that you consider yourself to be a conservative, but you actually are tolerant towards others, which is a strange thing well, to say. Well, of course. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that... Um uh, Americans, we, 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 we have to accept one another, even if we're a different race or, or, or a, uh, we, we, see, we're the melting part of the world in many ways. And in order for us to stay strong and not fall, one of the, one of the things, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, things that we need to do to, in order to do that. But what, what I'm saying is like, I don't care if you're Mexican, black, Chinese, what we all need to work together to make America, uh, like, like Trump says, the greatest uh, country. Uh, he, 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 by the way, there'll be, I believe there'll be gay people voting for Trump because they want their families to prosper too. They don't, they don't want to be poor and, and, uh, and uh, end up, uh, you know, penniless. So, uh, 
But anyways, what I wanted to mention real quick is like uh, like males that are, that are going to sports like women's sports. I'm against that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're stronger. They're 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 a lot stronger. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure against I'm against that, but I don't think there needs to be a law about it, right? Like let the sports well, leagues decide. Right. I, I, that, that's fine. But yeah. but but uh, like like if you're under a certain age, like 21, I don't believe in uh, operations on children. I'm against that 100. percent uh, well, what age does it? What age does it start? Di- you did say twenty-one. To me, you did say that, yeah. Well, I, I think at a certain age, maybe if somebody, if they, they really, really made up their mind, and they, and they, and it, because some of these people have changed their minds over the years, and then they weren't really happy with what they did, and it's just, I, I don't know. I agree I, with you, but I don't want to protect me. them. It just scares me. I, I think that people need to be responsible for their actions, and you think they need to deal with the consequences of those actions, and. You know, if you're going out there and taking weird, uh, you know, hormones or chopping off your junk, whatever it is you're doing, you're responsible for that action. But I think most people um, mm-hmm. out there would say, yeah, but not a child. Right, Mark? I think well, that, that I agree the main with you point that it is be a child. Well, I think it's an well, interesting question as to what age that doesn't answer you what age. Is. Exactly. I, I think the answer is whatever the parent thinks that that child is uh, because the parent's person that knows them the best or should yeah. be whatever the parent or guardian thinks. And that that's I think where that a conservative, regular... most conservatives cannot handle well, wait, just nope. is, leaving people fall, alone. You guys are falling into the trap. Most uh, of the, the sexual, hold on, wait, wait. Most of the sexual reassignment surgeries, and I'm not talking about 51%, I'm talking about the vast majority of sexual reassignment surgeries that happen before the age of 18 are done with the parent's consent, and they are done to children who have ambiguous sexual organs. So if we want to argue this point, this is a really important, this is the lies conservatives tell. What does that have to do with falling into a trap? If you're if you're discussing this as though parents, uh, you know, the the most of the sexual reassignment surgeries that are happening to young people out there are from parents who want their kids. You know, I just I just can't wait for little Billy to be little Susie. Oh, I wasn't saying yeah, that. Yeah, I at never all. meant that. That's not what's happening. No, I what wasn't saying that. Happening. Well, this is important though. Okay. Like the vast majority of these operations that have occurred. In the past, the vast majority of them that get counted and thrown around on social media are simply kids who have like weird sexual organs that are getting, you know, stitched back together in a better, more normal way. Okay. I really don't care about that. Um, All I was saying was if if it's happening, well, what should the government decide? I think nothing. And I think that the parents should do it. I tend to agree that most parents would say... Not until you are pretty old, like at least it, like mm-hmm. 18 and the parent has no possible way of controlling the human being anymore. But I also don't think that somebody should get thrown in jail if they think right. my 15-year-old knows they're a girl. But I just, I don't think that happens often. And I No, but, to- but it's the conservatives who want you to believe that, oh my God, we've got to have a law to stop parents from doing the things that they want to do with operations with their kids, even though, of course, there's also uh, plenty of conservative parents who genitally mutilate their sons yeah. and don't think a single... Th- three days. Yeah, don't think a single thing of it. Uh, so it's like, yeah, just leave people alone, okay? Let families That's make their own decisions. Because as soon as you get to tell other parents how they're going to raise their kids, they get to tell you. If a government is big enough to tell some parents how to live, it's big enough to tell you how to live. 
Uh, Perry, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? Uh, just a couple more real quick. Uh, you had mentioned something about comedians a while ago. Uh, the only thing I would suggest is, I, well, in my case, I don't, I don't, I know they've been doing this for a few years now, but they, the foul language in, in, in these, uh, like Don Rickles was great, okay? But these, mm-hmm. some of these newer ones that, that you saw, I think. Like Richard I, Simmons? I don't to Richard uh, Pryor? Richard Pryor was great. I mean, that, that one that he did was about the mob. You can, you can look it up on your phone about the mob. It's really funny. No, he was great. But I'm talking about some of the ones they use. They, they, it seems like every other word is, is a bad language. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's, 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 I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know who these comedians no are. I think that, like, the Bob Saget worst, uh, most just, uh, offensive joke ever told is, like, really gross and terrible, and I don't find it funny at all. But I think that there's a way to use uh, foul language that does add something and makes it funnier, like Phil Hendry. Here's the thing. Don't go to the, sh- the show. I mean, if there's yeah. something offensive going on, then just don't give me your money. Hey, thanks, Perry, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. But I think that you can call in Free Talk Live and say, hey, I'm not going to give my money to X comedian sure. because that comedian uses foul language. But he didn't even know. I mean, he didn't have a specific example. I, I mean, maybe those comedians ex- exist, but I don't know who they are. What, I they mean, use well, foul language? Their names are Richard Pryor, right? Well, right, Andrew I mean, like, Dice Clay. But I'm, I'm thinking of these people that every other word is absolutely Yeah, he, but he's acting like it's happening now with new comedians. It and maybe is it is. Dave now. Chappelle is pretty. Uh, has not every language. other word. It okay, isn't well, every other word. I don't coming think out he literally mouth. meant every second word. Well, yeah, because if you're curs- cursing that often, you can't even put a sentence together. Yeah, I don't think that's what the caller meant. Well, say what you mean then. Let's go to uh, Ricky. He's in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you, there, brother Ian, brother Mark, Miss Bonnie. Good evening. What's on your mind? Well, I kind of touched on this briefly with the captain, but I'm going to go into it a little more effectively tonight. And that's, you know, back in 2017, there was a memorandum here in PA. And it was an important one. I will say just for the record, because I mentioned it recently, when I went for this memorandum. Anything with the word memorandum at the top doesn't sound important to me. Well, it's certainly not interesting. Not libertarian. They try it. How about abolishing school taxes? Isn't that important? Sure. Did they actually do that? Okay. Well, huh? They, they didn't do that, though. Well, if I may, are you going to talk ahead. for me, Ian, or are you going to let me talk Let's about hear it. it? All right. Well, I was done up in my hat, my duster, my Southern Cross, all that <laughs> stuff when I went to Do you have, like, a white cane to get around with? Huh? Do you have a white cane to get around with? <laughs> Well I, well, I used one even then, but I definitely used one now, brother Mark. Is okay. that like a pimp cane, Mark, that you're describing? No, it's a blind person cane. Oh, okay. Of course I do. That's a, I do. I, what the hell are you talking about, Mark? What's I was curious. My topic? No offense. <laughs> All right, what about it, dude? You went to an oh, event, uh, to a meeting about getting rid of school tax? We went. It's a memorandum. That's how you make laws, brother Ian, you know? So no. what happened was... Huh? No, I don't know that. I've never heard of that. That must be a Pennsylvania well, maybe thing. Well, don't do it in New Hampshire, but yeah. we do. Same right. thing with medical marijuana. That's how you make laws here. All right. Anyways, so of course it was yes. Now here's what happened. Now believe what was me, yes? Of, huh? What was yes? To abolish it. 
Is this hard or something? School taxes? Okay, a memorandum yeah, is generally, that. when I hear the word memorandum, I think a really boring letter, uh, you know, some sort of legal document that some uh-huh. lawyer... You, you, uh, go, you go into a voting machine and it says, do you want to do this? Should we do this or should we do that? That's how we make Okay, they vote. held a vote. Okay, that's a t- that to me is not what a memorandum is, but uh, well, apparently... But, they, but, you, but you're thinking out. about votes in states. He's talking about memorandums in commonwealths. In commonwealths, yeah. right, right. Get it right. Yeah, it's right, like you speak right, a di- you speak a different language, Ricky. Yeah. You have to remember when you're speaking a different language. Cuss? No, he just yelled my name. I think when you're speaking a different language, you got to remember people don't understand. So you said they held a vote. People voted to get rid of the school tax. All right. Right now, here's what happened. Now, they, of course, they intended to do just that. But what ended up happening? And don't cut me off because there's a little more to this. Now, what? So, unfortunately. Somebody within the school system found something in our Constitution, and they are only able to abolish half of it. Now, I'm going to tell you how this resulted. Now, before the memorandum, I got property up in the mountains. Now, my property taxes were a little bit over 100, and that's still that way to this day. Now, the school taxes, mind you, were around $2,000. Now, when this went through, now, unfortunately, the school screwed it up, and there's still people trying to figure out how to fix this so we can wipe it out entirely. It went down to 1000 bucks, but it got even better. See, previously, before this, we had something called the Homestead Act. Now, that went by township. In the mm-hmm. township where I have my property, that's an extra $615 off. Okay. You know? Now, I'll try to find out in the future exactly what it was that they exploited. So what did they do, Ricky? Did they actually try to raise that money from sales tax or whatever? Because usually cutting... No, no, they just... No, they cut it in half. They cut the school budget in half in Pennsylvania. Because somebody in the school system found something in our constitution... They exploited. I'll find out exactly what that was. Now, is this statewide or was this just where you live? Oh, that state, this is, this is all across PA, and so is the Homestead Act. It just goes by township, the amount. Mm-hmm. So that's an extra 16, 615 off of the 1,000 it now is cut in half. They would have wiped it all out. Well, you know, but, uh, the, Ricky, what, the, what this is, is is that 49 states, New Hampshire is the only one that doesn't have it, and it, it's just not doesn't explicit. Doesn't have what? doesn't have a provision that says that public schools must be funded. Whereas New Hampshire says we cherish our seminaries and public schools. Can you not cut him off, Ricky? (laughs) Don't cut him off because there's something important that Mark is about to say. It's really important. Don't cut him off in the next five minutes. New Hampshire's constitution says that um, we cherish our public schools and seminaries. Now, the New Hampshire Const- uh, the New Hampshire Supreme Court has interpreted the uh, cherishing of public schools, which in the same sentence says we cherish uh, seminaries. Um, they have said that the, that cherishing of public schools means that we must fund them. It, of course, does not mean mm. that we must fund seminaries. But whatever the case may be, New Hampshire is the only state in the union really? of 50 states that does not require uh, in its constitution wow. the funding of public schools. I did not know that. I now, know that the, the Supreme Court has called it constitutional. There, Sir? How much is the average property tax in, in New Hampshire? Very high. He wasn't saying high. that the government doesn't fund public schools. He was saying that our constitution doesn't force us to but um, well, you, you asked what the question the question i thought that you were asking was i don't know what this provision is in the constitution i'm, I'm telling you explicitly in 49 states that in their constitution they say 
public schools must be funded by some government agency mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I was surprised to learn, Mark, that it's only that New Hampshire uh, that says that. That's he said yours says that, Ricky. Yours and everyone except New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. Every That's state. That's what you except, were referencing without knowing what you were referencing, most likely. Which I learned tonight. I did not know that. Thank you, Ricky, for the call tonight. I'm glad we learned that, uh, that factoid. I guess uh, I guess factoid. I wish we yeah. didn't have to deal with the Ricky call and just could have had just Mark explain that to us instead. <laughs> well, I can explain a factoid to you too. A factoid is a, is a uh, something that sounds it's sounds truthy. true, but it's it sounds no. true, but is not. And you're um, sure this is true? I didn't know that. You're sure this? Well, is true? hold on, hold on. Um, well, it, I've, I mean, I've been on the air for a long time. And it has become a little memory. fact as well. It has become yes, it, right. So th- now we're talking about uh, different ways to define terms, yeah. right? So there's you know etymological, there's historical, there's there's, uh, uh, you and know, there's, there's usage. usage. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. So there's the three different ways to defi- define things. And factoid is used as a f- little fact, yeah. but is in fact sort of historically <laughs> meant. But it's my thing is, I've, I've already said that I'm in between on this. Like, I believe words can, one, change. And two, that people can uh, decide that a word just means something else altogether. But my thing is, if I've told you. Listen, the word you're using is actually doesn't mean what you think it does. And you look and you see that I'm right. Why? Why not just say, let me use a different word that describes it better. Why say, well, I'm going to decide that that word means what I say. Like, what's the point of words? Why don't we just say like, blah, 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 blah. And expect each other to know what we're saying because I I think that's what blee means and blah means. I, I agree with you completely, Bonnie, and that's why I want you to stop calling yourself an anarchist. Because historically, anarchist means a person who believes in communism, but that doesn't have to pass through. It doesn't socialism. historically. Well, more further back historically, anarchist means an without anarchist rulers. Etymologically, anarchist, and I think that this is the, the the weakest of the arguments. Etymologically, anarchist is not as good of a term for libertarians because libertarians believe in self-rule. So, autarchist is a superior term. And I, I think see, Mark makes a good argument on this one. No, but yeah, I'm his, not saying that. I'm not saying. That, and then general usage. General usage of an anarchist is basically a, a crazy assassin. I'm not. I'm not saying that the word can't have changed. I'm just saying Mark said historically it means, and he said something that wasn't the furthest historically mm-hmm, accurate mm-hmm. thing back. And I am using it to mean that way. And I've already said words can change their meanings. And I don't think that we should decide that a word means a thing based on let's take a vote and whoever has the opinion or whichever opinion gets the most votes is what the word means that's silly sure but the reality is if you are using a term when the supermajority of society thinks it means a bomb thrower to describe yourself then you shouldn't be su- so surprised think if someone thinks you believe in throwing bombs. Just because it's what it makes them think of, just because it's the connotation, maybe, to most people. I'm not even going to accept that as fact. I don't know that that's true. We haven't taken a po- poll sure or something. But even if it is, that doesn't mean they think that's what it means in the dictionary. They're just dumb and haven't even thought about it. If someone says anarchist, that might be what they... Uh, Think it, think of first, but mm-hmm. they they would probably if you but said give them a let de- you definition. But if someone says, I'm I'm just saying they're not thinking of a definition. They're just stupid cattle. They're not thinking at all. So why would that affect the definition of the word? It wouldn't. Well, they, everybody does have. I mean, if you go around and ask uh, wherever you go, I don't. You don't have to do it in Keene, but wherever you go, if you were to go around and ask, what does the word anarchist mean? Somebody's got a definition for you. Is it a good definition? It probably isn't, Bonnie, and I'm willing to give you that. However, if you go around and ask the same people, what is a voluntarist? They may attempt to define the word using the term voluntary. They will probably come up with. 
people who volunteer to do things as opposed to mm -hmm. people doing things voluntarily. But r regardless of the fact, you have a much better scenario defining a term that people do not think that they have a definition for than to redefine a term that they already have a definition for, especially if that definition is highly negative. Totally okay, well, agree. you're assuming that my um, intention by using the word... Oh, I was just word... bringing it up because you were talking about definitions and you were and making you were my point and then me. I switched no, around you. No, you were not making... I was making my point. That I never said that that means that you can use a word and say, find out that it doesn't mean what you think it means and keep using it. That's what you think about the word libertine and that's not what i said at all i said that i know what anarchist means and because people don't know what it means doesn't mean i'm going to change what it means and my intention is not to make people think oh i just want to have a good uh, outward appearance i don't care i'm already unemployable <laughs> <laughs> well that's some of can't us, well said too yeah so, some of us want to persuade what's this know? obsession with comparing me to Cantwell? i don't he understand said it. he literally said I am unemployable on Free Talk Live because I, I didn't know that. I've never uh, listened to his episode. <laughs> You're oh, becoming well, can't well. I am not Jay Freeville, nor am I many of our other, uh, you know, autistic savants out there that can whip up what episode it occurred on. But um, I, I think that if we're talking about um, persuading so people, which Bonnie, you have said is important to you because you've had long well, fights with uh, Dennis Pratt online about whether or not people can be persuaded. If you want to persuade people, then you probably shouldn't put yourself in the camp of bomb throwers in their mind before you try to keep talking to them. Because many of them aren't even going to keep talking to you after that. They're just going to say, oh, you're crazy. And they're going to walk away. Whereas if you and say, had this, it happen to me. Yeah. Whereas if you say, I'm a voluntarist, they might actually say, oh, well, what's that? Somebody that stupid isn't somebody I'm trying to convince. It's I'm not, not stupid, trying to change Bonnie. the entire world. Ignorance. Yes, it is. It's stupid. This is, a, no, no, this is a problem that Mark has had for a long time where he thinks people are stupid instead of ignorant. And you share this ignorant with him. Ignorant means that you do not have the information in front of you. Nescient means that you have the information. No, ignorant means that you have the information available to you, but you're not using it and you're stupid. Not That's stupid. And every human being in America is freaking stupid no, that's not and true almost every single one most all people except are like ignorant. a tiny ignorance minority. is something that you can change stupidity is something that you generally cannot change people who are ignorant about voluntarism they're also ignorant about anarchism but they don't know they have information that is inappropriate about anarchism that has programmed them to be hostile towards it whereas they are not hostile towards voluntarism because they have no misinformation about voluntarism so therefore they have no ignorance about it well, ignorance unless they can google be cured. voluntarism and ian freeman pops up and i would um i think that that the best the, the one i like the most is why not use the term autoarchist like this is literally the single best term to describe what it is we're talking about because etymologically you can somebody who understands etymology etymology they can say auto the meaning self uh archist self-rule i you're I like talking it. about self-rule yeah I like right it. in now i don't use this term because i think that every given space is going to have a set of rules and people opt into it i prefer terms like um, you, you know, polycentric law and things like that. But, um, you know, forget about it. Autoarchist is just just much better term. Unless you like drawing anarchy A's, mm. in which case you are on the side of the, uh, you know, young, uh, poorly shaven punks and their feminist uh, girlfriends that uh, peg them. Well, I would like to challenge another <laughs> thing that Ian said, because I don't think that being able to change how stupid you are 
makes you let not you in but a person being able to change how stupid they are oh that means they're and not doing it means oh you're not stupid because you could change i think it makes them stupider you have the ability to change how stupid you are and you eat cheetos and watch fox news no, or cnn all day that makes you, you stupider no i don't think I th- you can do that i think that I- you are in a state of being stupid because you do not read and that is what 99.999 percent of america is right now mm-hmm. they're stupid and i am not saying that i think that I'm saying that I know that because most people don't educate themselves at all. They think that public school already educated them. Now that they they can go work at Walmart, come home and eat Cheetos, then watch the latest uh A stupid person is someone who is not movie. intelligent. That's what a stupid yeah, person is. Yeah, you're not intelligent because you haven't educated yourself. People who are not in no, people who don't read are unintelligent. You're slow-minded. You yeah. cannot get fast-minded. You're born that way. I think you're stuck well, that way. Well, let's see what dictionary.com life. says stupid means. I you just can pulled definitely it up. you can definitely speed it up. up your thought process using paracetam. Oh, how do you find oh, out no. about you're that? You're not going to make yourself smart just by taking a no, uh, taking doing a that drug. and reading. Word of the day, Snollygoster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's a huge difference between ignorance and stupidity, and people are kept ignorant. They're kept in the dark. They're kept from information that could change their mind. You can They're be kept- ignorant and intelligent. You can be ignorant of, of some facts, even now though you're, you're an intelligent every person. Every intelligent person is ignorant. But um, I agree with that statement. You're correct. You can be ignorant and intelligent, and you can be ignorant and stupid. And 99.999% of these people... No, you, you cannot can. cure it. Yes, you can. If you're stupid and you're like, I want to get smarter, well, you can get smarter. I don't, I don't believe this like, oh, it's just a, 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 something they can't change about themselves. It's just because... Uh, they're stupid. They're born stupid. That's something that Bonnie, people's teachers tell them to hold them down and their parents tell them to hold them down. I think anyone who I is like, actually retarded, which is a medical term, can get less stupid. I like what uh, your definition of stupid is better than the definition of stupid. Mm. You're using stupid to describe somebody who is willfully ignorant on a topic and continues to be willfully ignorant even when presented with evidence to the contrary. And I think it's because for the same reason you use um, the, where the word anarchist is because you like the word. Because mm-hmm. stupid doesn't mean that. Now that's not, I like your definition. The definition he read does mean what I'm saying. He's I didn't just even read to say the definition. Oh, Lacking said, ordinary quickness and keenness of mind, slow witted. That's okay, what a stupid yeah, person I think is. that a person who's lacking ordinary quickness of mind. If they can are those things. That. You shouldn't call them stupid because that's just insulting stupid people. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, if you didn't get on the air tonight, and there's a few people that didn't, uh, apologies. You should call earlier in the night, and we'll do our best to get you on tomorrow. Uh, we are expecting to be live tomorrow night. As Everyone's well. just as int- intelligent as everyone else. No, that's not true. Uh, Love you, we'll see you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.